Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Football Absurdity Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco, and I am here with my co-hosts, Evan Hoovler and Mike Valverde. Boys, how are we doing today? As I resize Mike here on the Twitch stream, he's, uh, his video is too big. I've got my big money league draft tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Explain that, because you draft after the first game, and you get, you <laughs> you get like the first game. you you like get reverse <laughs> points for people who've already yeah. played. If you if you pick a guy and want to start him, you can get the points for it, and um, it's auctioned, so it all fa- salary cap draft, so it all factors into the market. The market just adjusts. You know, we've never had a problem with it. People at first are like, "That's nuts," and we're like, "Nah, not really." I'm excited okay. to see what Gronk goes for. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask because Gronk had a good game last night, and I'm realizing I'm realizing I'm doing a bit that you and Mike cannot see, and it's a reference to our sidecast yesterday. No, I can um, see it. You can see it up on the Twitch yeah. stream. Yes, yeah. we are the Halo Infinite presents the Football Absurdity <laughs> podcast. And if you want to know what the hell that is about, you can check out our Thursday night Farceball sidecast from last night. It was so much fun to listen to. Uh, Walid, Tony, Eric, they killed it. Um, Evan was also there making echoes. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm eager, eager to rewatch it because I don't remember why we started celebrating Halo Infinite repeatedly. I know they didn't give us a check, so I don't know why we would do that. Like, <laughs> it was just a commercial that was on, and then the guys picked up on it. So that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, so if you're watching this, it's on Twitch, twitch.tv's dot. Twitch.tv slash football absurdity. If you're hearing this, or if you're seeing this, it looks like Mike's head and Evan's body are together because Evan's <laughs> adjusting his camera. Um, but this is our first simulcast podcast where we are streaming our Friday podcast on Twitch as well as recording it for you folks who have it in your feed. Um, so what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about Thursday night football. Um, and then we're going to talk a little week one preview for the rest of it. And then I have a game for Mike and Evan to play and they don't know what it is. So I'm very excited about it. Um, but first, uh, Mike, I forgot to ask you, how are you doing today? I am doing pretty good. Um, I'm in the middle of charting uh, last night's game, and yeah. that's always fun to, to do. Um, they've added some new specs, so anybody you know, on the Roto Underworld site using those different graphics and measurables and those kind of things will get even more benefit out of their money. So yeah, it's 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 a little learning curve, but I'm, I'm getting it down, and it's pretty fun too. Yeah, and those and you folks over at Roto Underworld, which that's what Mike's referring to. He, he does charting for them. Um, you guys have a new tier of stuff this year, which I noticed, and I was like, oh wow, that's that's really in depth on top of the the exceptional notes and everything that Roto Underworld already provides. Yeah, I don't know what that is because I just do the charting and I don't really pay attention to whatever else goes on. <laughs> sounds it's good part, to me. <laughs> it's part of the charting. So oh, okay. There's a a bigger. Um, a bigger uh, thing going on this year where there's a higher tier. And in that tier, I don't know why I'm doing advertisement for another site. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but in that tier, there's more in-depth stuff. So that, that's what you're work, That's what you're actually working on, Mike. So um, let me get the business out of the way. The intro, uh, if you still need a beer sheet, they're still there. Um, they're still, I believe the updates are automatic, so it should still be going. Um, so, oh boy. So I'm, I'm realizing that, uh, Evan and Mike's streams were not all the way up, and that is on me. Sorry about that, boys. Why don't you say hello? Hello. There hey. you go. Now, now that people can hear it. 
So it's Mike, literally Mike, our first day. Okay, yeah. so like. Mike's talking will be on the podcast, so that'll be that'll be a, a teaser for the people at home. If you want to hear Mike's side of the conversation, <laughs> check out the podcast. We're always there for you, one way yeah, or the other. Podcast, video cast, we're gonna be there. Yeah. So what I would say, beer sheets are still up. They're still going. Um, if you want to check out the Discord, tiny.cc slash fbabsurdity. Uh, the Twitch, and I'm going to drop this on Evan. Evan, why don't you talk about our huge Twitch schedule? Because I don't want to miss anything. So we've got this today, but we have so much more. We've got about almost 20 hours of material. Today we've got this, obviously. Then Saturdays we've got Daily Fantasy with Waleed as kind of the apprentice and Tony as the master. Sunday morning's the big one. Sunday morning from the two hours before the game, leading up to the games, we will be taking all of our Discord start-sit questions in here. And we usually get over 100. So it's going to be popping, and it's going to be really fun. And then Monday, you do – what do you do Monday? <laughs> Monday, I do a Monday afternoon signal caller, which is a review of that week's games. Today, uh, if you're seeing this, this is the Halo again. Halo Infinite uh, presents Football Absurdity podcast. Halo Infinite doesn't know that they're presenting us, but they are. Um, so why don't we go ahead? Let's get started with the new patron shoutouts. Um, Neil P, Zach, Liam, Daniel G, Eric H. Thank you so much. I do want to silo off Jason S. Jason gave us a one-time pretty sizable donation, so I want to give a big thanks to Jason S. Really highlight it. Uh, appreciate it a lot. Um, your donation alone paid for, like, a whole day of a server. So when it was really chugging. So nice. I greatly appreciate that. So, yeah. Um, so so he's as long our as mental if, absurdist. That's right. He's, <laughs> he's our mentalist. All right. So as long as everybody can hear every, everybody can hear everybody still. Just want to double check. I want to. I don't want to get out of control. Uh-oh. All right, no. We lost uh, Evan. Nope. Evan, can you can you talk? That was on me. That was okay, on sound me. is Brian that says sound is me. good to go. Okay, so I just wanted to double check and make sure before we got into this. So Mike, it's not in the Google Doc. Do you have a pick your poison for us today? Um, actually, I I don't. I didn't know oh, we were no. still doing that. Uh, because we. Oh, have that's true. It was off season. It was off season. Uh. But I, I could I, I could definitely throw something out there or, you know. Nah, let's just talk football. No man okay, fantasy football's got it right. Let's do All football. Right. Absolutely. Let's talk Thursday night football. So my computer just started playing audio. <laughs> so Thursday night football last night, it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking down the Dallas Cowboys um, 29 to 31. And I'm just trying to... Uh, get rid of this little Greg bit. The Illuminati. The Illuminati just, figured out who was going to win this game months ago. Yeah, just trying to get rid of Greg Zerline. Greg so, Zerline was the plant. The so, Illuminati uh, plant. Yeah, Cowboys, Buccaneers, uh, 29-30 run. I'm realizing my graphic doesn't have that up, but that's neither here nor there. Um, where do we want to start with this game? Uh, uh, do we want to start with Ronald Jones? What happened, Ronald Jones? You have one fumble and you're buried on the bench, but... Leonard Fournette can tip a ball for an interception, and that's fine. You know, is there a more abusive relationship than Bruce Arians and, and Ronald Jones in football? Uh, sad, sadly, yes, but none is hilariously abusive. Like, Not as hilarious. You heard it here, here folks. Abuse is hilarious, per <laughs> Evan Hoogler. So, um, so yeah, I think I think the big story from last night that we really should talk about is Dak Prescott. I mean, if there's one story from last night, it's just give that man comeback player of the year now. He 
so in the first half, he he under he underthrew some balls. I'm thinking of one to CeeDee Lamb uh, deep. He missed CeeDee Lamb, which it was questionable if CeeDee Lamb turned the wrong way in the end zone or if Dak missed him. But he looked a little iffy to start. And then he just started pretty much firing on all cylinders. They were pushing the ball downfield. They weren't really doing a lot of easy passes for him. And he threw the ball 58 times. So if I didn't know that his foot separated from his body last year, I like if nobody told me that I would have no idea. Like I would, I honestly think he was more affected by the throwing problem that he had, which is why you're short arming stuff to start the game. But as he got going, he worked through that. So he ended the game with 403 yards, three touchdowns, one INT only ran the ball three times for 13 yards. But um, I mean, we got to be pretty happy with this, right? I like well, my comeback yeah. players of the year to win games. Oh, Evan. I mean, comeback player of the year last year was just, um, yeah. yeah, it was just Alex Smith. And Alex Smith just, yeah. by just yeah. getting on the football field and, it's been and dumping done. off to. It's been done. What I got, oh. now, now everyone's got to twist their leg back and then come back <laughs> and just throw a few passes and it's all good then. That's, come on, give me something new. I mean, this game was a lot closer than we thought it was going to be. I mean, I believe the spread was eight points. And, um, yes. you know, I said on Tuesday, I was like, take take the Dallas with the points. Cause that's insane. I thought that that it was not going to be that big of a game and it ended up not being that big of a game. Um, so um, in the chat really quick, uh, no man fantasy football wanted to know about uh, Tampa Bay and Giovanni Bernard's use. Giovanni Bernard only had a handful of snaps yesterday. Um, so um, it's, it's interesting because he gave Leonard, they gave Leonard Fournette a ton of targets. He had, um, you can see on the graphic on the screen uh, for the people at home, he ended up with um, uh, se- seven targets, which is kind of out of out of sorts with what you would expect for Leonard Fournette on the Buccaneers. So, um, Mike, what are we doing with this 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 backfield? Are we are we dropping Gio Bernard? Are we benching Ronald Jones next week? Um, I believe again. Oh yeah, they're playing the Chargers next week. Are we are we benching him? Um, are we picking up Leonard Fournette where he's available? What do you think we do with this backfield? I, I think both Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette are are valuable uh, pieces to your fantasy team. I, mm-hmm. I'm not going to take this one week thing where Ronald, where Leonard Fournette just completely dominated the carries and was active in the uh, passing game. We've seen this way too many times with Bruce Arians. And the way he mixes things up, um, I mean, we can go back to Peyton Barber, of all people. Um, and I'm pretty positive Ronald Jones is better than Peyton Barber. <laughs> and seeing Peyton Barber get a full load of carries one game, and we don't hear from him for two weeks. And then flip side again, Peyton Barber comes back. Um, and that's Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber. So it's... It, I don't I don't think this one game tells the story of Ronald Jones. I also don't think it tells the story of Leonard Fournette either. So both those guys are two guys I'd like not want a part of just because it's going to be way too difficult to understand which one is going to be the guy and which one is not going to be the guy. But when one of them is the guy, then you're going to get pretty good points because this offense is so really well run and they're going to be putting up points all day long with Tom Brady throwing the pass and just you want a piece of all that excitement as far as Gina Varney Bernard he's supposed to come in he's supposed to be the James White but I don't know what's going on there it didn't obviously didn't look like that with Leonard Fournette catching most of the passes and being targeted but um, Gina Varney Bernard in the most important part of the game at the end of the game 
was the guy in the backfield. So, again, is this some kind of Bruce Arians thing, or is he going to be relied on? Now, obviously, Bruce Arians trusts uh, um, Giovanni Bernard to put him in the fourth quarter when they need to drive down the field and score those field goal or touchdowns. So, I don't know. But I guess I guess my roundabout answer is I don't know what's going to happen. You just have to either roll the dice or look for consistency. But right now and in the past years, there's been no consistency. So, I don't know. Good luck. <laughs> good luck. That's a good way of ending it. So, um, Waleed's question, and I'll take Waleed's question since he's not here today. Um, he wanted to know if Dak and the offense was going to look good against this good defense. And I would say... Dak looked good. Amari Cooper looked good. CeeDee Lamb could have looked better. CeeDee Lamb had a couple big drops. Um, one, I believe it was off of CeeDee Lamb's fingers for the interception that Dak threw. Um, yes. And, yeah. And so he was kind of shaky. But, I mean, over half of the targets went to Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. They had 31 combined targets. So it's it's one of those things where it's like, that'll probably be what it looks like with some more Michael Gallup sprinkled in now michael gallup only had seven targets but he had an injury and he had to leave right. the game and he's he's probably going to be out for a little bit it looks like so for the next I think few they're weeks, saying three to four weeks yeah three to four so he might go on short-term ir because it's three weeks now and it's unlimited uses i believe so if he goes on ir don't drop him if you have an ir spot it's just going to be a few weeks um by their reckoning so um i mean if you started Amari Cooper, you were happy. If you started CD Lamb, you were happy. I'm, the graphic for Amari Cooper is missing a touchdown, I believe. So um, I think all all uh, five five weeks says no man fantasy football. So I think all cylinders fire, firing on all cylinders. If you got these wide receivers, if you got them, start them. Amari Cooper was like wide receiver 16 off the board by ADP. We had him. I had him as a wide receiver one. Um, I had CD Lamb over him, which is looking silly, but having him as a wide receiver one. I'll split the difference. I think the big problem with this passing game, and it's something that I vocalized or somebody vocalized, I remember it being vocalized on this, is what if they just split Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin? And they had 10 combined targets. Schultz had six. Jarwin had four. And that cannibalizes both of them and just makes them completely unusable for fantasy football, in my opinion. Mike, yep. are we dropping Are we dropping these guys where we have them in a standard league? I think you have to really. I mean, it, when they're when tight ends aren't really going to get these guys are tight end twos anyway. So mm -hmm. if you're splitting a tight end two, then you're you're in the tight end three category. And who wants a tight end three? Uh, I I would drop I would drop them, but definitely keep them on your radar list because if one of them goes down, then you're you're springboarding from a tight end three to a tight end one. So Go ahead and drop them for now, but you know have that have that name on that radar list, and if one of them gets hurt for a couple of weeks or whatever, you can just jump right to that situation. Yeah, so that's putting it perfectly. Oops, I accidentally did the white nationalist sign. I'm sorry. That's putting, <laughs> that's putting it perfect between me, my my gaff on the uh, auction stream, which I'm not going to repeat, and that it's really the evidence is mounting. <laughs> You, 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 me a culpa. Like, it was just a misphrasing of words. It was innocent. Like, I, I hear, I promise I'm not a white nationalist and I can prove it. Here we go. Here's my, my Bernie Sanders bobblehead. I promise I'm not a white nationalist. Uh, <laughs> so, um, speaking of tight ends, I think the big story, one of the big stories on the Tampa Bay side, which we've kind of covered the Dallas side is 
Uh, Gronk's back. Gronk was Gronk. I, I was watching him yesterday and watching him down the stretch last year and now. Um, I remember around week five, week six last year, we were saying Gronk runs like the Tin Man without oil. I remember using that phrase because he did. He was really chugging downfield. Yeah. Yeah. Really stiff. There was the balls that were just going through his hands. Rust is gone. He made eight, eight targets, eight catches, 90 yards, two touchdowns. The only easy catch he made was the second touchdown where for some reason the coverage had Demarcus Lawrence on Rob Gronkowski, which if Demarcus Lawrence is an all-time defender, but not covering tight ends. Yeah, he's not going to be covering Gronk out there by any means. Yeah, so that's not going to work. And and uh, no man fantasy football says they need to use O.J. Howard. I think we have different definitions of need because uh, I think I think Gronk's got this thing on lockdown. And poor Cam Brate, I think he's moving off to the side. So, guys. Evan, you're drafting this weekend. Let's pretend let's pretend you don't get points for week one. Going forward, where are we ranking Gronk? Like, because this was a big performance from Gronk. Uh, I, I, well, he's clearly made his way into the blob. Yeah, that well, is he was, he was lower part of end startable just, tight ends. I would say the highest you can put him is seven. Seven? That's the highest you could put him. Yeah, that's about right. I'm just yeah. so used to having takes. I haven't been on this show in a while. I'm like, hot take. Oh, no. That's, yeah. That's a normal take. Eight. So, no, ma'am. Who do you have between, uh, is it Fant after the big six? Is it Goddard? Who do you have? Because no, ma'am, fantasy football says eight. Which, who's who's ahead of him? That's my question. Is it is it Noah Fant still? Is it Mike Kosicki? Is it Jonu? Is it Cole Komet? Is it Tyler Higby? If it's Tyler Higby, I'm booting you from the chat. <laughs> All right. Tyler Higby. <laughs> don't don't get Tyler Higby. Tyler, okay. Tyler, I was gonna say don't get Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby is gonna have a big game this weekend. He's gonna make me look really stupid off the bat. Dallas Goddard. Okay. So Dallas Goddard, that's a defendable six, a seven. I'm I'm worried about Zach Ertz, but that's a defendable seven. Evans agrees. My man. My man. <laughs> My man. All yeah. right. So also on the Tampa Bay side, um, Antonio Brown. Five catches on seven targets, 121 yards, one touchdown. Uh, he was kind of the story of the Tampa Bay wide receiver room, and it um, it marginalized Mike Evans. So, Mike, I'm going to ask you, what are we doing here? Like, are we worried about Mike Evans at this point, or are we biding our time because he started this way last year too? Yeah, and I think all Mike Evans did for the first five games was catch one-yard touchdowns. Um, and he had like what was almost the record for the short for his short uh, touchdown. I think uh, he had like two catches for two yards and two touchdowns in one of the first couple. Yeah, games one of the first year. games yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um. So he's always going to be a good red zone weapon. Unfortunately, you have Gronkowski there, there too. So that's one of the big problems I see with both um, Godwin and Evans. These guys bribed on touchdowns down you know inside the, the the red zone and that's depleted because you have Antonio Brown and because you have Rob Gronkowski so these roles are are minuscule and that's one of the reasons why I had such a hard time putting Chris Godwin and Mike Evans in the top 15 of wide receivers because as long as Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski are healthy they're just going to eat away on those those targets and the receptions and the yards and touchdowns yes chris godwin had a great game 
but I don't see that happening every week. I also don't see Mike Evans being a zero every week. It's it's almost like their own backfield. You're going to have great weeks from all these guys, and you're going to have weeks that are absolute zero from all these guys. It's it's just a merry-go-round of system, but it works in the NFL. It's just not going to always work for you and your fantasy teams. Yeah, this is – I mean, when I did my first run-through of projections, I had – all three Tampa Bay wide receivers in like the thirties because, and then you have to move it up from there because you have to account for the fact that, you know, one of them will take the lead, but it's like, how, how does this work out? And no ma'am fantasy football is saying, you know, and Brian are saying it's going to rotate big games. AB will not last. I mean, maybe, but we saw this same thing happen to Mike Evans last year. You know, he's, he's kind of playing a role that's filled by both Gronk and Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown. It's like, it kind of feels like he needs one of those guys to take a step back before he takes a step forward. I don't know. That's just what I'm thinking. I, their I don't formations think- didn't change either. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. only through the first quarter, but um, Mike Evans was the left wide receiver, um, which is usually the, the lead wide receiver, the wide receiver one. And then, um, uh, Brown was the wide receiver, too, and Godwin was a slot. Every single play was the same formation. So, again, I'm only through the first half of the first quarter. That can change, but it sure didn't change at all um, through that first half. Yeah, so that's that's definitely uh, something to think about here for this wide receiver room. Uh, maybe, I mean, I would say still start Mike Evans if you have him, especially in a wide receiver, a three-wide receiver league. But you got to be cautious. And I think you got to understand that this game, this isn't going to be the normal for Antonio Brown because there won't be a normal. This won't be the normal for Chris Godwin because there won't be a normal. It's kind of like uh, uh, the rush song. Uh, was it Tom Sawyer? It says changes aren't permanent, but changes. I think that that's how this, this is going to be is it's going to, it's going to be a rotation. So if you started Antonio Brown, like I did in Scott Fishbowl, you had a good week. Next week nice. might not be – might not I, – I got that I got that Tom Brady AB super stack to start off. I'm feeling very good. Nice. I, also have, I also had Ronald Jones. But that's neither here nor there. Um, did you so, start Ronald Jones? I did because you you got to start like 10 flex guys. So it's like, uh, you know, you yeah. get down there and it's like, you know, I, I'm starting – you know, uh, my running backs I'm starting this week are uh, David Montgomery, Miles Gascan, and Ronald Jones. So things could go very well for me or how my running backs have gone very poorly so far. Um, so let's go ahead. Anything else you guys want to talk about with um, with Thursday night football? Outside of being a great game, I, I think the only concerning thing that I have for Dak at this moment is he looked. Well, I should say, OK, I'll, oh, positive, positive first, then negative. Positive was that he looked really good off his platform throws, was mm-hmm. able to move around in the pocket without really um, much concern or, or effort, looked very flexible. So I don't think there was much concern about um, his ankle in that area uh, during the throws. He looked very hesitant to take off and run. So I don't know if if the coaches are like, we don't want you to take off and run. We would just want you in the pocket, stay in the pocket. And so he has that in his head and he's like, okay, I, I should try to do something. And then, okay, nothing's here. Nothing's here. Okay. Now I'm going to run. Or he's just not confident and a little timid about 
running um, because that's where the big injury happened was when he did run. Uh, so look for that to see if that gets any better. Yeah, and I'm realizing when you mentioned running, we didn't talk about the big story with the Cowboys. We talked about it before the recording, so in my brain we already talked about this Ezekiel Elliott <laughs> problem. So 11 carries, 33 yards, two targets for six yards. Um, people are saying, oh, he was pass blocking a lot. He pass blocked eight times. He ran five times as many routes. This is a problem. Granted, Tampa Bay is a very good defense. <laughs> Zeke had 55 blocks. <laughs> he had pass blocked. He only pass blocked eight times. Um, so this this is my take on it. And Mike, I want to hear yours, and Evan, then I want to hear yours because I think this is the big, the big one of the big question marks for this game, which is um, what's going on with Zeke? Zeke. On the first couple carries of the game, I noticed, I was like, Zeke's not looking as fluid as he usually does. And he lost a lot of weight this offseason. Usually that leads to being more fluid. But I'm wondering if you focus so much on weight loss that he kind of, his his mechanics got a little wonky. And he just didn't, he didn't look like Zeke, like we're used to seeing. And um, he had, like I said, 11 carries for 33 yards, but he had a 13-yard run in there. And his first three carries were for 10 yards combined. So you take that, like, other than those four runs, he was just banging into the line. And they just abandoned the run. Granted, they had to keep up with Tom Brady passing all over the place. But they abandoned the run. I, I don't know who abandoned the run first. But they, you know, <laughs> Zeke and Pollard had 14 combined rushes. Fournette and Ronald Jones had 13 combined rushes. It's like somebody abandoned the run at some point, And then the other team followed the lead but Zeke didn't look right and then that play on the goal line where yes Blake Jarwin whiffed on that on that block horribly but Zeke's got to make that play he's got to make the move for the corner he doesn't break down and try to and try to beat this guy you just run past him or run through him because you're Ezekiel effing Elliott that's what you're paid to do you have the richest running NFL contract right now for a running back the other top five are like Dalvin Cook Derek Henry Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey that same play, all four of those guys are scoring. Yep. And um, it's just something's wrong with Zeke. And there's a lot of people making a lot of excuses for Zeke. And I'm going to say he could look great next week and make me look stupid. And that's fine. I do acknowledge the Tampa Bay run defense is very good. But there are things that he was doing or rather not doing that were independent of the Tampa Bay defense that had me worried. That goal line play had me so worried. That's a that's if. Uh, um, I don't know why I can, I can only think of Bengals backs. As I say, if Trayvon Williams doesn't make that play, you give him the benefit of the doubt. Samaj P. Ryan, benefit of the doubt. You know, Mike Davis, Wayne Gallman, they don't make that play, benefit of the doubt. Ezekiel Elliott doesn't make that play. That's a cause for concern because Ezekiel Elliott got paid and he got drafted on making that, that play. It's not the coach, no, ma'am. The coach wasn't out there trying to break down the, the safety. That's a bad call on Zeke's part. It has nothing to do with Mike McCarthy. That's a bad play on Zeke on that goal line play, period. Zeke being timid and not being able to run the football properly has nothing to do with Mike McCarthy, period. I, I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted with people making excuses for Ezekiel Elliott. We saw it last year. He didn't play well last year. It was because, oh, the line was bad and there was no deck. Now it's like, oh, we have this whole new set of excuses. Maybe he's just not as good as he used to be. Players age. It's the NFL. These things happen. So I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> Well, I, I agree with you. I don't think he's Ezekiel Elliott anymore. I, I do think he's he's a solid uh, running back still. He's going to yeah, catch passes for you. I'm not saying he's bad. At no point did I say he's bad. I'm saying he's lost a step. Oh, and he's, and he has. Very, 
he's still very, very good. Yes, he, he's he's an RB, anywhere between an RB10 and an RB14 for you. So that's not that's not where you drafted him. And uh, that's, I think, what's one of the reasons why people are frustrated with him, especially in redraft, because they got him probably at the sixth or seventh pick of the, of the first round. And he's just not that. And you, you're going to start him every week, but he's not going to perform to, um, at that level. He's going to perform anywhere between 10 and 14, and that's where he's going to finish this year. So it's one of those things where you just have to eat it. And, you know, Tony Pollard got a lot of reps, and Tony Pollard looked better than Ezekiel Elliott. I, I don't think Tony Pollard's going to take over the, the starting role. That's just not going to happen financially or skill-wise. It's just not going to happen. But, uh, you know, look for Tony Pollard to make, look for this to be a more RBBC than it ever has been before with Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield. Yeah, and we're not saying it's going to be 50-50, but, no, you know, no. Zeke was in that tier of guys that was getting 75% of the touches. Yep. That That's probably going to get a little bit messier. Evan, do you have a take on this, or are you, are you are monitoring the chat? I want to see it when he's not going against Tampa Bay's all-world run defense. Like, I, I can't make a conclusion. They're really, really good. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like if he does this again, then I can start to say he's bad. But at this point, I'm just saying it's it's a it's a it's a thing of concern for me. So I want to. I, I I'm not sure this. Oh, go for it. Oh, sorry. Um, I, I, I think it, it's more of a scary situation for Dynasty than it is for redraft. Uh, so if, if Dynasty owners, you want to panic? Yes, go ahead. Uh, redraft owners, um, you know. Like Evan said, and I 100% agree, and Jeff said, this was a Tampa Bay defense. Don't don't throw the baby with the bathwater. It's it's not that bad of a situation. Yeah, so so there you go. So um, awesome. Uh, Haas is a friend, and Haas, I, Haas, thank you for the follows. Appreciate that. Um, let's go ahead. Let's move on. Before we to- do, before we do, uh, like like you mentioned, the uh, – the, uh, the Elliot thing kind of got buried before the show. I want to make sure because I was muted. Uh, I, I emphasize how much fun we had with our Thursday night sidecast yesterday. And I don't need to sell it anymore. I'm just going to post a link to a clip from it. Watch this clip. 30 seconds. Not now. Watch us right now. But watch that and see if you don't want to get it on the fun every Thursday when we when we call the game. All right. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so I'll go ahead. That's something I'm going to have to edit out of the podcast because the podcast viewers can't check that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go to our go to our YouTube and it's up there and it's in uh and it's, it's not on, our, on our YouTube it's on our Twitch. <laughs> well, well, why aren't you on our Twitch podcast, people? Come on, be everywhere. All right, <laughs> let's stop this. All right, let's go ahead. Let's move it's on. Madness. To, let's talk about week one. You guys are just making. I'm just gonna not edit the podcast so you guys can look like fools. I'm not gonna make you. I'm not gonna do work to make you guys look better. That's part of my charm, frankly. Right, how adorably I mess up all the time. Let's talk about week one here, folks. So we're going to head. Let's, we're going to move on to week one. We have the first half of the schedule here. Um, we have a boatload of 10 a.m. games this week. Something I noticed this week, and it's very, 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 very stupid. There are no West Coast teams on 125 games or 105 games this week. They're all at 10 a.m. games. Arizona's a 10 a.m. game. The furthest west you go to find at, at 125 is uh, Denver. It's absurd. It's so stupid. I hate it. I hate it. So many 10 a.m. games. And I get it. It's a kickoff. But, you know, 
have a better week one schedule if you're going to not have any West Coast games at one o'clock. Am I am I a salty West Coast team fan? Yes. Deal with it. I don't care. I'm annoyed that I can't watch all the 10 a.m. goodness and then watch my Niners smash Walker's Lions. I have to watch that and then and then watch Jameis Winston get beat up by Aaron Rodgers. That's what I have to do this week. So um, let's go ahead. The way that we do this is if this is your first time watching, the way that we preview the games is we uh, we have a question for it for each game. And last year, everybody had a question. Things kind of got dragged down. So if you're a return listener, we're only going to do one question per game. That's going to condense the preview part of this. And then we're going to go ahead and um, we have a game on the second half. And no, ma'am, I can't watch your Bengals. I'm going to be watching the Niners smash the Lions. Sorry. Um, So let's go ahead. Let's get started with the first game up here at the top of the list. Jacksonville at Houston. Uh, It's a 10 a.m. game, like I said, 44 and a half point over under. Jacksonville, two and a half point road favorites with the rookie quarterback. So it tells you everything you need to know about the state of the Houston Texans. And uh, real quick, I'm just going to see. I have the the practice reports are up now. So um, Brandon Cooks. Oh, this is an old one. This is from 2020. I was going to say <laughs> JJ Watt is questionable. That's the that's the wrong year here. Thanks a lot NFL uh nfl.com. Um So Texans, here we go. Um no relevant injuries on the Jaguar side for fantasy relevant players. No relevant injuries on the Texan side for fantasy relevant players, but they have ruled out Deshaun Watson just like they said they would. He has been ruled out for Sunday's game, so he will not be playing no matter what happens. So in this game, um, Walker wanted to know who's the guy in the Jacksonville wide receiver room. And um, Evan, I haven't heard your take on the Jacksonville wide receivers. So let's figure out what goes on here with the Jacksonville wide receivers. How would you rank them? Uh, LaVisca Chenault. Number one because he's Get got the best. He's got the best tape. He Get still hasn't here. jived. Uh, I think Marvin Jones Jr. Second, his tape looks decent as well. I don't think his shoulder sprain matters. I don't really worry about receivers spraining their shoulder two weeks before the season starts and it heals up and it's fine. That's that's who my one two that I'm looking at. I think. Okay. Yeah. So so not DJ Chark. I didn't even want to say I, the fact that I couldn't pull up his name, I think, is, is very telling. Like, Wow. And his so name's cool. So I should remember it. <laughs> so here's a wild thing. So DJ Shark, Daddy Shark. I'm just going to plug my other podcast real quick. Reactionaries podcast. We did Jaws 3D. My co-host had never heard Daddy Shark before. Which feels most, most YouTube hits of all time. I know it's one of the most and, and it's an and and he's a baseball fan. And it was a big thing for the Nationals when they won the title for, I believe, it was Gerardo Parra. Like every time he came up to bat, they were playing Daddy Shark. It was insane to me. So um, they want to know who's the or Walker wants to know who's the guy in the Jacksonville wide receiver room. Um, couple questions, I guess, for you guys so that we can have a more robust preview is um are we starting Trevor Lawrence this week? Walker in his rank stream this week, he does have Trevor Lawrence as the as the quarterback 12 this week, so technically a starter. In his first NFL start against a what promises to be a dreadful defense. Mike, are you starting Trevor Lawrence this week if you're in like a streaming situation? Well, in a streaming situation, 
yeah, I'd be all over that. Or definitely like in the two QB league. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, you got Trevor Lawrence who's who's capable runner, um, uh, passer, and you got this Houston Texan defense that might as well not even show up to the game because they'd probably do less damage if they just stayed in the locker room. Uh, so absolutely, would I start Trevor Lawrence in a streaming in two QB league? Okay, and on the other side, are we starting the patron saint of the Football Absurdity podcast, Brandon Cooks? Are we starting him? Are we doing it? Sure, why not? It's a tough one. I I, I think that's a very tough situation. Depends on who your wide receivers are. I probably wouldn't put him more than a flex option because you probably drafted him as a wide receiver four anyways. So you want to get your studs in there and then you could probably debate on whether he's at flex option for you or not comparable to what other running backs you have or, you know, what other wide receivers you may have. I am probably the biggest, let me, let me put it this way. Actually, Evan, are you going to start him this week? Sure. Why not? He's going to get me a very boring eight catches for 80 yards and be fine. That's a pretty good boring game. <laughs> That's 16 PPR points. Um, let me let me put it this way. I'm probably the biggest um, the biggest Brandon Cooks fan you will find for this season. I was I have my wide receiver 18. So wide receiver 18. 18, Mike. Wide receiver Ooh. 18. I have him in. I believe I I looked at it. I drafted 13 teams this year. I have him in 11. I'm probably starting him in four. <laughs> I am not starting him this week. I want to see what this Texans team looks like. And that's me being cautious. And where I am starting him is like Scott Fishbowl, like we talked about earlier, where I have to play 10, like 10 guys. So it's that deep. I'm starting him in my three wide receiver, two flex league. Um, but yeah. he's my, he's my wide receiver. That. He's my wide receiver five there. That's league where. Uh, I had a panic attack. That's where the robot drafted uh, Tyree Kill for me after I kept Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, and freaking uh, C.D. Lamb. wide receiver team. Yeah, my, my eight – I only have eight wide receivers, Mike. Um, only so eight. I'm, that, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm even eight. there, I'm not really starting Brandon Cooks. So, um, so that uh, – Sorry, I, I just got distracted by what Evan was saying in the in the in the chat. So um, let's go ahead. Let's move on to the Chargers and Washington football team. Chargers are one point favorites. It's a forty four and a half point over under. And in this one, a um, lot of questions this week about Austin Eckler. I actually got a, a sleeper alert on my phone while we were talking. They're Practice. confident. Yeah, he practiced today. They are confident he will play. That's a quote confident he will play. I, I want to see such an overreaction on a Wednesday for a player before That's I got to do my first, I got to do my first, Hey, wait till Friday afternoon of the year, which I will do a thousand more yeah. times. Someone came in this morning. was like, I, is Eckler going to play? And I'm like, you got to wait till Friday afternoon. That's when this Friday. stuff gets really firm. So uh, it's, I got my practice in. I'm going to do that a thousand more times. So, yeah. yeah. So every year, every 17 times a year, I say, Ignore Wednesday practice reports for Sunday and Monday games. Now I get to do it 18 times a year. You are going to overreact. It's and, and it's a panic thing because you now we get the alerts in our phones. I don't know why I keep holding up my phone. But now we get alerts in our phones where it says, oh, no, um, A.J. Brown didn't practice today. Guess what? A.J. Brown didn't practice on Wednesday all last year. Every Wednesday last year, I got a little buzz on my phone telling me that A.J. Brown didn't practice. He played. It didn't matter. Austin Eckler is going to play this weekend. A guy who's not going to play, Curtis Samuel, 
if you're on Twitter, you saw the video. He ran a route. You could tell something was wrong. He went from questionable to IR today. So he's going to miss at least the next three games. You can go ahead. He was always a marginal play. If your league doesn't have an IR spot, if you're in a 10 or 12 team league, go ahead, drop him. Maybe go pick up Diami Brown. See if that works out for you. No, don't pick up Diami Brown. Catch a football first. I mean, that really. He's had zero targets. How's he going to catch the football? He's had zero official targets. And there's probably a why he has zero official targets. Because no one wants to see him drop the ball. He hasn't played a game. All right. So um, if you're dropping Curtis Samuel, who's the replacement in Washington? Is there one, Mike? Is it Adam Humphreys? It's Cam Sims, baby. Ugh, Cant Sims is more like it. <laughs> All right. Um, so for this one, uh, this question, um, oh, this was another Walker question. So um, I'll take this one as well. Evan's just chilling because I'm taking the Walker question. So um, who? what is the J.D. McKissick role? I think this is real interesting. I think it changes with the Curtis Samuel injury because um, he's going to be the third down back. That's what I think. And, um, you know, he had 110 targets last year, so that has to come down. Ideally, you're flipping or they're going to be closer together. But Antonio Gibson's getting the lion's share of the running back targets. But the number one thing he's got to work on is pass blocking. They keep talking about it. he can't pass block. So he's not going to be on the field on third down. Third down's the big target down for running backs. So J.D. McKissick, I do think that while well, I have... Even while I'm saying that, I do think the – oh, he doesn't pass block. I think that's overblown. But I do think that this will be a big weekend to see – not just the J.D. McKissick role. Let's expand this. How do the targets get distributed? You got Logan Thomas, J.D. McKissick, uh, uh, Antonio Gibson, uh, Adam Humphreys now, uh, Terry McLaurin. Uh, might cover your ears because he's still there. Diami Brown. How are the targets getting distributed? That's what I want to know on this one. All right. So all question to Gibson. All to Gibson. Question for you guys. Um, flip side. Austin Eckler banged up all week. Starting with confidence. Good to go. I, I would. I don't see. You know why not? I mean, whether he'll make it through game one, week one without getting an injury is a whole different story. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would have no problem starting him in my lineup. Okay. My or Evan. Uh, didn't we just say that we got to ignore those reports? Yeah, totally. Plus, Austin Eckler is not a guy who this the scheme is designed to take hard hits. You know, that's true. That's a big yeah. that's a big thing. Even, Even if he's it, a little ginger, he can play around it. He can run out of bounds. He can get open into space and yeah. trot down there. Yeah. Yeah, even his injury last year was uh, wasn't from contact. It was he took a, a a bad step, and you could you watched the hamstring get injured last year um, when he dealt with it. So, um, Washington football team. Chargers. Uh, are we streaming Ryan Fitzpatrick this week? Fitzpatrick or Trevor Lawrence? Let's let's ask that. I want a piece of that. Whoever's facing that Houston defense, give me Trevor Lawrence. Okay, Mike. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Lawrence on this too. I, I okay. yeah. All right. So let's go ahead. Then let's move on to. Um, I'm getting used to this. Like. Fewer time on each game. I feel like we're uh, we're uh, uh, I'm, we're not I'm, asking as many questions. I'm, I'm curious on Justin Herbert and what he's going to do against. Um, I know it's not my question, but just throwing it out yeah, there. Yeah, that's a good question. Is Herbert against this Washington uh, defense and how that's going to perform? Because there is that stipulation on him being that second year quarterback and 
whether he's going to improve, especially off of what he finished was a QB eight, I think last year, or QB six, somewhere around somewhere, there. Somewhere, I think it was eight because he kind of slipped at the end of the year. Right. And so is he still that guy? I mean, or is he going to improve? Uh, he doesn't run the ball a lot. Like Kyler Murray, you could say, okay, well, he, he should improve because he's going he, he can run the ball. Herbert is a totally different situation. So is he just going to be like Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert for the next three years? You're going to draft either one of those guys at the six or seven spot, or is he going to finish in the top five? This will be a great test for him. Okay, perfect. Uh, Evan, are we doing Justin Herbert or well, let's just do the same tier. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, who's going to take on the Cardinals this week. Same tier. Justin Herbert is going to be all world this season. Justin Herbert bounces in the pocket, and when the pocket starts to collapse, he maintains that same rhythm. That's what I saw sure in Josh that? Allen. That's what I saw in Patrick Mahomes. Like I'm, not, I'm I, Herbert has to convince me otherwise before I'm not auto starting him in all leagues. You sure about that? Yeah, this this really nerdy stat is like my one bread and butter. So yeah, I check it out a lot. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Ryan Tannehill everywhere. Trust me on this. <laughs> the Cardinals have no DBs. We'll get into that. The Cardinals have almost no DBs. Don't start. Start Ryan Tannehill. As I just banged my elbow on the table. Okay. Seahawks at the Indianapolis Colts. 49 and a half point over under. Seattle, two and a half point favorites. Mike wants to know, is Jonathan Taylor the real deal? And before Mike says anything, they did extend Naheem Hines today. to a they pretty did. A pretty hefty contract. For Very eight, nice contract. I'm like, say what? That's yeah, huge. Three years, $18 million, I believe it was, which is not third down back money. So nope. with that in mind, Mike, does that make you a little worried about Jonathan Taylor? Or do you just think they're just locking up a guy that they want to have around? I think the Colts have a lot of money to spend for free agents. And they're like, you, you know, uh, I, I, I probably, if you guys don't play poker, you, you probably can't relate, but when you're playing poker and you have a lot of chips, you're more willing to sort of just I, not give away. Them around. Yeah, you, you, you have a little bit of flexibility and a little bit more enjoyment and, you know, things go your way. And so you just hear throw here and throw there. And I think that's kind of what they did with Naheem Hines. He is not worth that money. Uh, he's a pure third down receiving back. He's great at that job. But is he worth starting running back material? No, not at all. Um, so I just think they have a lot of money in there. Just like, hey, dude, good job. Here you go. Um, they might regret that later. I don't know. But right now, I'm glad to have Naheem Hines. Will that affect Jonathan Taylor? Absolutely not. No way. Um, I, the only thing that's going to affect Jonathan Taylor, is I've talked about over and over and over again, is Quentin Nelson. If he's healthy... This should be Jonathan Taylor all day, uh, and it's it's going to be start him with confidence against the Seattle defense. So my belief is Jonathan Taylor is the real deal. Um, would he will he look like he did at the end of last season when he was you know just running for eight touchdowns and 253 yards? I think we'll see a little bit of between what he started as a rookie year and what he finished his rookie year more towards the, the end of the rookie year than the start. So he is um, an RB1 material. Where he's going to finish, RB7, RB8, 
we'll see maybe RB5. But, um, yeah, I, I, without Homer speak, I think Jonathan Taylor is a great pack. So, question for you. Uh, who leads the Colts in targets this year? Um, As far as receivers or, like? Who leads the Colts in targets? Oh man, oh, you know, it might be Naheem Hines. That's what I was gonna ask. <laughs> it really it really might be Naheem Hines. I mean, Hilton is out. Um Pittman, Campbell situation, they're sort of the same wide receiver. Uh Pascal is a deep, deep threat. Um, not a very good one, but he he's serviceable. Uh so but he's not gonna lead the team of targets if you're a deep threat. Anyways, um Naheem Hines. They they paid him they just paid him all this money so I I don't think they if he's going to just be someone that was what he was like the first couple of couple of years I don't think they're they're going to afford him all this money so I think they're like okay dude you're you're our mainstay in this offense we want to get the ball to you last year he had I think what was it ninety something targets um I, I it's hard to say you you can do it again because that's a heck of a lot of targets but. They're paying him like that's the case. Yep. So, um, Jonathan Taylor, you want to know if he's the real deal. Did did you go in as, in as much depth about that as you wanted, or is there? I mean, I I, th- I think it's it's just going to be one of those things where it's. I mean, everybody knows the story where he where he started his rookie season and where he finished, and what the pros and cons of that of really poor defenses the last you know. Uh, six seven games versus the really good defenses and what what he you know didn't do against those teams and but the you you can flip the side and say in the beginning there's no OTAs there's no you know no preseason and he was a rookie so it's a myriad of things but I don't see why he won't be the real deal there's nothing on that I saw in the last few games that tells me yeah, these are weak defenses, but he's making the correct choices. He's hitting the hole hard. He's running over players when he should be running over players. Those are the things that make a good running back, regardless of what teams they're facing. And he's mm-hmm. doing those things well. So, yeah, you could say, well, he did it because of this Houston defense. But he also did the things that you need, the traits, the running back traits that you need out of a running back. He did those traits well, and that's what makes a great running back. All right. Um, so we're starting Russ. We're starting DK Metcalf. We're starting Chris Carson. Yes or no, uh, is Tyler Lockett top 20? I'm the wrong guy to answer that question because I picked Tyler Lockett in my home league and he's in my flex spot. And uh, before all this, I would say I think Tyler Lockett is more of a 25 to 30 guy. So I'm, I think I'm playing homerism because of my uh, home league. All right, Evan, you're in the market. Yeah, which means I'm getting completely biased reports that I can't listen to at all. Um, I don't think this will be one of Tyler Lockett's four amazing games where he flips out. (laughs) Okay, sounds good. Um, For the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, maybe flex Naheem Hines. I would say wait and see on the rest of the offense. Yeah, yeah, wait until the bye weeks. Wait until injuries occur, um, unfortunately, to your players, and then start looking at Michael Pittman. But I, I think Pittman's going to be the stud on in this offense as far as um, receivers go. I think this is going to be Michael Pittman's um, team as far as receivers. 
Okay, so let's go. Let's move on to the next game. It's uh, the Sam Darnold Bowl. I would not start Michael Pittman this week. No man fantasy football says start Michael Pittman. There is no reason to do that. No, not not this early. You 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 should unless you're in a very deep league. You should have drafted Michael Pittman around wide receiver 45-50. So you already should have, um, or like the flex spots that you're in with Jeff, where you have eight, eight, five, eight flex spots. But if you're in a normal league where it's two or three wide receiver and one flex, then you're not looking to start him just because you have plenty of wide receivers before you drafted Michael Pittman. So we have this thing that we do every year where we get too amped up about these sleeper guys. We think Michael Pittman will be good, but if we knew Michael Pittman would be good, he would have been drafted as a top 30 wide receiver. So the, I said it on the, the Wednesday episode with Walker. We're not, or maybe it was the Tuesday podcast. Not only are we playing guys, we're also doing fact-finding missions at the beginning of this. And for you to start a guy you drafted as wide receiver 45, like... You're starting him ahead of guys that are better than him, probably, and that have a better target load than him. We don't know what this offense will look like. We don't. So well, you, I think the offense is going to spread the ball around quite a bit. The, well, we don't know. We don't know if Carson Wentz is going to be poop. That's what I'm saying. We don't know what this team is going to look like. New quarterback, new wide receiver, one. Offensive line is going to be a little messy without Quentin Nelson. I would be cautious. I'm just not starting. Mike, we're on the same side. We're not starting, Mike, starting Michael Pittman. No, 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 no. I'm not saying yeah, we're on the same side Michael here. Pittman. I'm just saying I, I don't think I, – I, I know – I'm just saying I, what the offense is going to look like. That's all. You can't question Mike's religion so directly like that, Jeff. <laughs> Come on, man. Carson Wentz is going to be fabulous, man. It's real. I know. I, he one. is going to be fabulous. I, I really think he's going to finish as a, a QB 12 to 10. But, you know, I'm I'm a homer, so, you know. All right. So um, let's go ahead. Let's move on to the next game. Jets at Panthers. Darnold Bowl. Um, Carolina, five-point favorites in this one. 45-and-a-half point over-under. We're moving on to another game. No, man, we're not arguing about Michael Pittman anymore. <laughs> um, so in this one, I would – so, Mike, you want to know what the splits are going to be for the Jets running back. But before we get to that, I want to talk about Carolina before we forget. There's people who have faith in Sam Darnold. I put Sam Darnold as a late, late streamer this week because of ownership. Don't start Sam Darnold if you can help it. Please don't start Sam Darnold if you can help it. Bad offensive line. You shouldn't be starting Sam Darnold, especially if, you know, he should be your QB three. If yeah. Not, you know, so there's no reason to start Sam Darnold. Even so the only way I can think of that you would be starting Sam Darnold, if you were somebody who galaxy brained themselves into taking Justin Fields or Trey Lance as your second quarterback in a two quarterback league. And then you came back right. with Sam Darnold. That's Sam the Darnold. only reason. That's the only reason I can see um, to, to do that. So um, don't start Sam Darnold. I mean, there's there's no reason to do it like there's there's not. Please don't please don't galaxy brain yourself into doing it. Um, but you can start as wide receivers, I think. Um, Terrace Marshall. I'm ask I'm, I'm going to say something. Terrace Marshall. Uh, are we flexing him over like Corey Davis in the same game? No, no. OK. Are we flexing him over Michael Pittman in the last game? No. OK, good answer. 
These are guys, these are deeper guys who you took as speculative ads. If you are starting them week one, you are overthinking things. You are outthinking yourself. Take the guy, start the guys you took to be starters, period. If, yeah. you, drafted, if you drafted Terrace Marshall to be a starter, God help you, God bless, start him. <laughs> I, w- I want to know where, if they drafted Terrace Marshall as a starter, I want to know exactly where they drafted Terrace Marshall and why they avoided a wide receiver for 40 rounds. Yeah, this yeah. is why I don't snake draft. I don't, I, I'm, I'm shocked that there's a universe where people are weighing Corey Davis versus Terrace Marshall, who no one has ever thrown a dollar on in the history of all my mock auctions. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. So, um, so Mike, you want to know about the running back splits for the Jets? For the Jets guys, yeah. If you did, you suck at fantasy. Yeah, if there, there's, it's, it's the same tier for me. Um, you know, real quick divergence: Michael Pittman, um, Terrace Marshall, Corey Davis. Uh, who else are we thinking of? Uh, even Brandon Cooks, I took as, as not a starter. These are guys that you didn't take to be starters. Don't outthink yourself. Um, but if you have them on your roster, keep an eye on him. So, uh, Mike, you want to look at these Jets running backs, which this situation I think is going to be a disaster all year long. And this is what I said all summer. And nobody wanted to listen to me. They went, oh, <laughs> Michael Carter is a top 30 running back. I was like, yeah. why? why? Why is he a top 30 running back? Because you yeah. want him to be? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, it's going to be interesting. Um, Michael P. Ryan sucks. Tevin Coleman sucks. Ty Johnson sucks. Michael Carter, well, he's a rookie. Uh, Josh Adams sucks. So uh, it, it, w- w- I, I, this whole, I, I think everybody's going to have a role. I mean, I don't know why they'll, they'll bring in five running backs to the football field um, on Sunday. I'm sure one or two of these guys are going to be, you know, healthy scratches. Which two of those? I have no idea what those two will be. Uh, I do believe that Michael Carter is probably going to be there. Uh, Tevin Coleman will probably be there. And then maybe the Michael P. Ryan, but it's it's a mess. Uh, Michael Carter is going to get you receptions if you drafted him, but he's not going to really be able to do much else. So there's this this Jets situation. I'm I'm interested in to see if they're going to focus on one back and maybe maybe two or three rotate in, um, or if it's just going to be like three running backs and whatever the scenario is, that guy's out there. Um, I'm thinking it's going to be the latter rather than the former, but I have no idea. And we'll find out Sunday. Okay. Sounds good. So, um, there's faith and it's coming up in our chat, uh, in Michael Carter. Sure. He can be good. He was also in a shared system in college. He's also small third, third day running back. And it's a system that does not give one running back a ton of touches. Uh, Plus that offensive line is, they're better, but they're not great either. They're not great. But this system does not ha- is not conducive to a bell cow. It's not. It's the 49er system. Remember last year, Jeff Wilson Jr. came out of nowhere? Remember the year before, Raheem Mostert came out of nowhere? Remember Jamal Kalhasey came out of nowhere? It's because it's going to be a mess. And is he the best back there? Probably. Like, yeah. But what does that mean? 13 touches a game. I can tell you that's what that probably means. 13 touches a game with the other guy splitting 13 touches. So, I again, Michael Carter's a guy you took to be a reserve. Keep him in your reserve spot. So, 
Anything else we want to talk about with this game? Uh, no. I mean, I'm looking forward to a gase-free environment. There you go. So, um, so all right, let's go ahead. Let's move on to the Vikings at the um, Bengals. And um, sorry about this. I, uh, I lost my uh, screen there. Um, so injuries in this one, uh, the Bengals don't have any relevant injuries on their on their injury report. Um, the Vikings have ruled out uh, Christian Derrissaw uh, for this for this week, which is a big blow because he was their first round tackle selection. Um, D.D. Restbrook is on the injury report, but a full participation. Same with Alexander Madison. Uh, same with Tyler Conklin. Conklin's the only one who has a long shot of factoring in in this one. So, um, uh, Mike, you want to know, and I think this is a big question for this whole thing, is what do the Bengals wide receivers look like? And I think the downwind effect from there is um, what does Joe Burrow look like? Because – I think they're both going to have, have issues. Yeah. I mean, as much as it was a test for Dak Prescott last night and his injury, it's going to be even more so with Joe Burrow and his injury. I mean, Dak Prescott is a veteran coming in, you know, those kind of things. He's, he's mentally strong and I'm not saying Joe Burrow isn't, but one, both of them were devastating, but I think Joe Burrow, I hate to be out here comparing injuries, but with him being a rookie last year and just constantly under threat and having uh, basically your knee blown out of your, your leg, it's it's going to have to be a very, very disciplined and very strong mindset. He doesn't run as much as Dak Prescott does. He's more of a pocket passer that's mobile and, you know, and moves around and can avoid the rush. He can take off if necessary, but they don't really want him to. It's it's why they drafted Jamar Chase instead of Panay Sewell. It, they want him in the backfield, throwing passes and getting the ball off with his quick release and hitting the open wide receiver. So he won't have those moments where, oh, should I take off and run like Dak does? Because Dak is more mobile as far as running down the field than um, Joe Burrow is. So it. But he still has to stay in the pocket. He still has to see the rush. And that's going to be the difference. And so we'll see what Joe Burrow can do with, with um, and how mentally strong he is. I mean, I'm not saying he's weak. I'm just saying that it takes, I mean, you, you, you could just almost put yourself in that position and have your knee blow out and mm-hmm. have these guys that are 6'6 six, six running at you at 4 or 5 speed, 4 6 speed. And, you know, weigh 300 pounds. I mean, I don't care who you are. It's it's not fun. And so I it's either going to be early or it's going to be later in the season. Um, and if it's later in the season, then those wide receivers are going to be affected. Um, if it's earlier, then I think it's going to be status quo. And these three wide receivers should benefit from it. Yeah, I want to see Joe Burrow take two, like, really nasty hits to start the season. Not ones where he gets hurt, obviously. But I want to see him take a couple just, like, massive hits so that he knows he can take these hits without everything exploding. Because he talked about how it's it's a mental problem with him right now, and you touched on that. And it's the only way to get around that is to get smacked around a little bit. Yep. And then you get hit. And it's just like one of those things where – um, if, if you've never been in the fight in a fight before you, you, you're, you're tend you're nervous and you're, you have tendency to, 
to sort of back away because you don't know what it's like to be hit. Mm-hmm. That's what fighters do is you have to learn how to take a punch. And once you take a punch, then it's then all that fear goes away. And, it, and it's, it's the same thing as you're saying. Once you get tackled, once you get hit and you can get up and go, OK, well, I can do this. Then then that nervousness, that fear that that is part of almost, you know, any normal human being um, goes away. Yeah. So for this game, the starts and sits are fairly straightforward. Like you're starting Justin Jefferson. If you drafted Adam Thielen, you drafted him to be a starter. Uh, Jamar Chase does actually know the difference between the footballs. Uh, that was a big news story this week. The, d- you saw the thing where he's like, well, the football is bigger and there's not stripes. They asked him, like, what's the differences in trying to catch an NFL ball versus an NCAA ball? But it ended up being like, he's like, yeah, I can't catch a football because it's like too big and I don't see the stripes anymore. It, it, that got blown out of proportion. I think, you know, he might have an acclimation period. Same thing we talked about with Gronk at the, at the beginning of this episode. Gronk looked like garbage at the beginning of 2020. It's because yeah. he spent a year off of football. So did right. Jamar Chase. Right. So so if he struggles early, he's not bad at football now. He's just got to get into the swing of it. So if he struggles, go scoop him up. Um, T. Higgins, I think, is going to do well. Um, Tyler Boyd. I think it depends on Jamar Chase. I think Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase are going to ha- kind of have an inverse relationship this year. Um, just just a thought that I that I have. I don't know why I have that thought. I just do. Um, Joe Mixon's a set and forget starter. Um, Dalvin Cook's a set and forget starter. So um, I guess the question would be Kirk Cousins or Joe Burrow this week. I, I think you got to go Kirk Cousins. Evan. Uh, I like Burrow. Court Cousins is boring. Burrow could throw four touchdowns. He's boring. It's not, it's not, it's not boring football. <laughs> it's fantasy football. I want the dream. Evan Evan has the most exciting uh, 0-16 teams ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm in it for the enjoyment, man. I'd take an exciting 0-16. No, I'd take a championship. I'd take a, he's I'd take in a it. boring championship. <laughs> he's in it. Yeah, he's in it for the excitement of it all. I won a championship with Andy Dalton, and I won't stop talking about it. And Andy Dalton's the most milquetoast dude in the NFL. So, flags like fly forever. I'm, I'm fighting Andy Dalton right now. You Everybody can fight so any championship. You won our Experts League championship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you've been fighting for Andy Dalton since the moment Justin Fields got signed. But we'll 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 cross that bridge when we get to Chicago. But for now, let's talk about the Niners and the Lions. So so this is a um, 10 a.m. game, like I complained about at the beginning of the episode. 45 point over under. Niners seven and a half point favorites. Walker wanted to know if Brandon Ayuk is the true wide receiver one at San Francisco. I'm gonna end that right now. Yes, he is. Let's talk about something else. I mean, that's that's not even a question. He's the wide receiver one in San Francisco, right? I, I would imagine so, unless you're asking my buddy who uh, drafted in our home league or kept, I should say kept in our home league, Debo Samuel in the fourth round. I can, I can, I can do you one better, and I hope Ted hears this. In my, my league where I accidentally got the Tyree Kill, it's a $300 budget. He spent $150 on keepers of Derrick Henry, which is fine, Allen Robinson, Pretty good. Overpaid for Allen Robinson a bit and Derrick Henry and Quan Alexander. Quan Alexander was one eighth of his budget. Waste of money. So isn't Quan Alexander a linebacker or something? Yeah, it's an IDP league. Oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, but the thing is, is he's not a very good IDP player. He was also the most expensive IDP player in our draft. Um, So, yeah, I hope you hear this, Ted. Um, Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about the Detroit Lions. 
I want to talk about the Detroit Lions because the 49ers thing, I want to see what it looks like before we try to guess Jimmy G, Trey Lance, Trey Sermon, um, you know, what goes on there. I want to see what happens first with the Lions. This is what I want to know. What percentage of targets go to the running backs and tight ends? Like it's got to be like 70% of the targets are going to Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift, and TJ Hawkinson, right? Kittle versus Hawkinson. Yeah, that's a big one. Kittle versus Hawkinson. Um, so let's do that. Who scores more fantasy points this week? TJ Hawkinson or George Kittle? How good? I can't remember. Is San Francisco really good at, against tight ends or really bad against tight ends? I can't remember. Well, they have Fred Warner, who's one of the best coverage linebackers in the league. So they're really good at tight ends. So they're uh, really good against tight ends, yeah. So I, I think it's going to be a Kittle situation. All right. Evan's not paying attention. He's asleep. Sorry, my mother-in-law is planning a dinner for my diabetic son tomorrow, and so I just need to make sure she that there's a series of machinations that that creates that I need to make sure that she gets. I apologize, people. If you see me looking at my phone, it's about my son's health. No, wor- no worries. This is a good game to do it because it's very straightforward. Start T.J. Hawkinson. Start George Kittle. Don't start any of the quarterbacks. Start Raheem Mostert. Start DeAndre Swift. Even though we killed a guy. He definitely murdered somebody. <laughs> He's definitely a murderer. Ugh, um, I can't even believe that was out yesterday. It was, it was so, so stupid. And then Dave Kluge's like, I called the Philly PD and they told me, no, they didn't. They didn't tell you anything. They Calm didn't down. tell him. <laughs> um, oh, God. As soon as question. I read that tweet yesterday, I just shook my head and go, oh, well, I can't, I can't pass it. I'm throwing my phone down. My son's healthy. Damn, I can't pass up a good DeAndre Swift discussion. I hear he killed both Biggie and Tupac. Yes, Evan, thank you. You have made that joke <laughs> 50 times in the last two days. Um, question, though. Trey Sermon or Jamal Williams? If you're in a pinch, say you ha- say you had you drafted Cam Akers, uh, Travis Etienne, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards. <laughs> say you drafted all those guys. You're in a pinch. You got to decide between uh, Trey Sermon and Jamal Williams. Where are you going this week? I think San Francisco is way more likely to be sitting on a lead that they want to just uh, run out. Yeah, I, I, I like Gus Edwards in this. Gus Edwards? No, I'm just That's kidding. a troll. That guy got <laughs> shot by DeAndre Swift a long time ago. Um, I like being on camera because I can mug for it now. <laughs> I I, th- I like Jamal Williams. I, he's going to get some some carries down, down near the goal line, and it, I, I see him plunging in one. So Trey Sermon, I, I mean, I don't really dispute what Evan's saying because, you know, they're going to rotate. But, I, yeah, I think not. Um, Jamal has more of a, a full disclosure. Permanent. I heard I heard Javante Williams. Yeah, I agree. Javante Williams is automatically going to get used in an Anthony Lynn backfield. OK, perfect. Sounds good. Um, let's go. Let's get on to what might be if Pittsburgh has their way a playoff preview. Pittsburgh at Buffalo, 48.5 point over under. Buffalo, 6.5 point favorites. Mike, you want to know about Najee Harris. Why don't you talk about Najee Harris while I pull up this injury report that I definitely didn't accidentally close? So Najee Harris is right where uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was uh, this time last year. Backfield to himself, can catch the ball, going to be a stud as you know great offense around him it moves you know it's fluid and really honestly there's I mean outside of body structure 
Najee Harris and CEH are in the same situation. So what we saw out of CEH, you know, what we all believe drafting him with, you know, in the, with the first or with the fifth pick to the seventh pick of the first round, I think scared off a lot of people about Najee Harris. And they're just like, oh, we don't want to we don't want to be in that situation again where we draft the, you know, a guy who has the role to himself and then all of a sudden becomes, you know, nothing. Um, well, I wouldn't say nothing, but an RB2 more than an RB1. And Najee Harris is is the same thing. So I'm I'm curious on he should do well against this Bills defense, but he's still a rookie. Uh, he's he's he has a, you know, an offensive line in front of him that isn't the greatest. And we don't even know how good of an arm Ben Roethlisberger has anymore. So they defenses might be just like, you know what? I don't care about your Deontay Johnsons or your Juju Smith-Schusters or your Chase Claypools. We're just going to load the box with 12 defenders and just, you know, run blitz. And maybe we'll get Ben Roethlisberger as we, we have it. And Najee Harris goes from super stud to, again, an RB15. Uh, so it, I'm definitely interested to see what Najee Harris can do on that on on that field uh, Sunday. Okay, perfect. Sounds good. So um, I'm trying to think of a good question. Are, we're not starting any Bills running backs this week if we can help it. We got to see how that sorts out. Um, we're gonna start Stefan Diggs. That's a no doubt. That's a no brainer. We're not starting any tight ends. We're gonna start Josh Allen. That's a no brainer. Let's do this. I don't know your guys' firm opinions on the Steelers' wide receivers. Why don't we rank those guys? Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster. I think that's an interesting thing to see how that plays out this week. Yeah. So, Mike, what what order would you rank those guys? I'd go DJ, Juju, Claypool. All right. Evan? Half PPR? That's, that's a cop-out. Just answer the question. Well, if it's PPR, Deontay. If it's half PPR or less, uh, Chase Claypool. And I have Juju third, no matter what. Juju third, no matter what. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I have uh, Deontay Claypool, depending on PPR, non-PPR, half PPR. Um, obviously, Deontay gets the PPR bump. And then Juju's third. But Juju has a has less of a ceiling and less and a, and a higher floor. So I'm, I'm basically the same as you, Evan. So um, let's talk about the last 10 a.m. game. Philly at Atlanta, 48-point over under Atlanta. How do you put Claypool second when Ben Roethlisberger's arm is, like, non-functional? Because they find ways to get Chase Claypool the football, and he's a better football player than Deontay Johnson? Ben Roethlisberger looks for him in the red zone a lot. Yeah, and they give him, like, sweeps at the goal line, like they find ways to put the ball in Chase Claypool's hands. Like um, he's not just a deep threat guy. Like that's a big part of his game. Yeah. But they, the Steelers find ways to get the ball to uh, Chase Claypool where Deontay Johnson and Juju, it's just like, no, run a slant, run a dig, run it out. You know, it's, 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 you know, run a curl. It's just like they're available in this middle of the field where they figure out ways to get Claypool the ball in space. So they made that sound like you have to be a lot more creative with Claypool, which means less points. Not necessarily. Not if you're successful in being creative with Chase Claypool. Not if you're getting Chase Claypool the high value targets. I mean, you can give Deontay Johnson three targets between, you know, the the twenties, and if you're giving Chase Claypool three targets at the end zone. I mean And then he'd have to score and he'd have to you know, yeah, everybody, everybody has to score, score fantasy points. I mean, 
Well, he, well, I'm saying he'd have to score a touchdown. I mean, but at this, okay, yeah, Mike, he has a high, he has a higher floor, lower, he has a lower floor, higher ceiling. I, yes. I think. That... Think about Deontay Johnson. Juju had tiny a dots last year. They did. Najee Harris is a pass catching back. That's fewer of those targets going to Deontay and Juju. Chase Claypool is more of an intermediate guy, and. Ben Roethlisberger is still an NFL quarterback. He can still throw the ball 15, 20 yards downfield. That's Chase Claypool territory. He doesn't have to throw the ball 30, 40, 50 yards in the air anymore. He can catch and go with Chase Claypool, you know? So I think, you know, I'm not saying that Ben Roethlisberger's arm is still good. I'm saying the the level to which Ben Roethlisberger's arm is going to negatively, like, crush Chase Claypool's value is overstated. His value got crushed last year because they they said – there was an interview with Mike Tomlin who said, yeah, we're limiting what we're doing with him right now because we don't want him to hit the rookie wall because we're like 9-0, 10-0, 11-0, and we're going to make the playoffs. So that's when we'll worry, you know, that we, we want to make sure we do that. So that's why Chase Claypool faded down the stretch. Mike Tomlin even said it. He's like, yeah, he's going to do less. We're trying to make sure he doesn't hit the rookie wall. So that's why Claypool ahead of uh, – he's a better player, period. That's what it is. He's a better player than Deontay Johnson. So – I think if you're looking for consistency, you want Juju Smith-Schuster or Deontay Johnson. If you have a good, solid floor and you want explosive games and to deal with games that you're probably not going to score a lot of points on, then you want Chase Claypool. Okay, there you go. Mike's, Mike said it all. So let's go ahead. Let's move on to the next game. Philly at Atlanta, 48-point over-under. Atlanta, three-point favorites. Mike, you have the question of the game, I think, which is, what is this new look Falcons offense going to look like? And as a corollary to that, what role does Kyle Pitts have in that offense? Yeah, it, so, I mean, I, I believe it's going to be 12 personnel, which is two tight ends, which is one of the reasons why Hayden Hurst is still on, on the Falcons right now. And it's going to be Calvin Ridley uh, getting a lot, of, a lot of action as well. The, the supplementary parts are or Mike Davis and Wayne Gallman. Wayne Gallman, you're going to see between the ga- the gaps. Mike Davis is going to be one of those that are going to be running around the end, catching, you know, dump off passes from Matt Ryan, those kind of things. So neither one of these running backs are going to be great. I think Mike Davis with Wayne Gallman in the backfield now is gone from like an RB, whatever you had him, RB 23, 22, somewhere around there is now more an RB, late RB3, early RB4 um, kind of guy. So Kyle Pitts himself, he's going to catch some passes, um, and he'll he'll finish the season anywhere between, I'd see, a tight end six and tight end seven. Maybe the ceiling is probably a tight end four, but I just, I just, he'd have to be, consistent every single week to reach that tight end for and that's just not going to happen out of a rookie so hopefully you got him as as your tight end six which i doubt that really anybody did because that's just entirely too late for kyle pitts and where he went so if you did congratulations you probably got a lot of roi out of him if you didn't then you probably drafted him too early all right so um yeah, the Wayne Gallman thing, it did give Mike Davis a hit because the whole argument for Mike Davis was, hey, he's the guy there. Yeah. Quadriolison sucks. Brian Hill sucks. Um, yep. Quadriolison is even, he's not even on the team anymore. No. 
No, yeah. I don't even know if he's on on a team anymore. Yeah. And then it was, oh, Javian Hawkins is, oh, nope, Javian Hawkins is a Titan. Oh, nope, yeah. Javian Hawkins is a free agent. <laughs> um, and the argument was always, well, he's going to be the guy. And at this point, can we definitively say Mike Davis is better than Wayne Goleman? No, not at all. I mean, exactly. I, I, I think that both of them are, I, I, if I'm going to trust someone maybe catching the ball better, it would be definitely Mike Davis. But as far as running backs, pure running backs go, you flip a coin. Here is your deep stash of the week. I'm going to, I'm going to check for the, uh, the updated roster ship. But when I wrote the sleepers earlier this week, Wayne Gallman was available in 96% of Yahoo leagues. Wow. That's a lot. 96%. And he could literally just take over the starting role from Mike Davis. Like literally the entire argument for Mike Davis was his role. And now that's in question. And he's still 4% rostered on Yahoo. Wayne Gallman is. Hey, I don't understand that. I mean, I think Wayne Gallman is a solid player. I don't, I don't even, maybe they just had too many running backs there. I was actually surprised that they cut uh, Wayne Gallman, the 49ers cut Wayne Gallman. I thought he would, he was going to be an excellent, maybe Trey Sermon is better than we think. And they're like, okay, well we have Trey Sermon, the rookie who can do what Wayne Gallman does. So we don't really need to pay Wayne Gallman this money. I, you might know more about it than I do, Jeff, but um, I was, I was a little surprised that Wayne Gallman was cut from the 49ers. Yeah. So Wayne Gallman was an interesting situation where it wasn't that he was bad it just didn't fit what they wanted to do because the 49ers carry if you count Kyle Juszczyk as a as a running back uh five running backs but usually two of them are can can play special teams so Elijah Mitchell Jamichael Hasty can both play special teams I believe Elijah Mitchell is in the he's in the mix to return kicks and stuff this year yeah they don't have an official kick returner Elijah Mitchell was doing some stuff doing that in the preseason so it became a thing where it's like Wayne Gallman doesn't really play special teams. They were probably going to try to sneak him through to the practice squad, but it didn't work out. Um, but Jamichael Hasty can do can do running back three stuff and special teams. Same with Elijah Mitchell. It's just this Kyle Juszczyk thing kind of gums up the works for the number of running backs that they can, the true running backs that they can carry on the roster. And this has been a problem with them. Not it's it's a good problem to have because Kyle Juszczyk's a good player, but it's a problem for the that the 49ers have had for a few years. Yeah, so it, it was a roster crunch thing, not a talent level thing, because he looked fine in preseason. It was just, you know. They've yeah, some- I, I, I seriously, I, I, I didn't have uh, – um, that's why one of the reasons why I was surprised mm-hmm. was because it, it's not talent alone. I mean, well, I mean, I, I'm not going to praise Goldman's talents as, you know, top tier, but he is uh, solid. Uh, and we've seen it, you know, the last three years when Saquon Barkley has been out. If you look at those games that he starts, he he does well. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely not a talent thing for him. It's just more of an opportunity. Yep. So. Um, all right. So the Philly side of this, um, I would say the only I wouldn't start anybody but Miles Sanders at this point. Uh, if you've drafted Jalen Hurts to be a starter, go ahead and start him. This is going to be. A game where Jalen Hurts can do well because the Atlanta defense isn't very good. Yeah. yeah. So, but at the same time, I would be in wait and see mode on Devonta Smith. I would not be starting Jalen Rager. You can start yeah. Goddard. Don't start Zach Ertz. I think that that's that said it all. Keep an eye out for Kenny Gaines. I don't know. I mean, I, I think that's an unknown right now, Goddard and Ertz. I really, I, I mean, I think we'd well, like to see Goddard because he's the younger tight end, but 
I mean, I don't know if if if, Earth, if it's going to be like what it was two years ago with Ertz, you know, as a starter and Goddard as a backup. All right, so let's do a start sit, but and then we'll go to a commercial on the Twitch stream. So start sit, we'll do Dallas Goddard or Johnny Smith, Evan. Uh, I, 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 I can't be the guy who bails on the Goddard train before it goes off. So even though I'm, he's not like a darling this year, uh, I got to sell him over Johnny. Okay. And then, um, Mike, uh, same question. I, I think Johnny, I, I can see Johnny catching at least a touchdown. And then until I can really see what the Eagles are doing with their tight ends, I, I, I can't trust it. All right, I'm, I'll just ask you, I'll name a player, you guys say that player or Goddard. Let's just make this easier. Just the name. Fant or Goddard? Fant. Fant. Uh, Higby or Goddard? Higby. Higby. Um, I'm trying to get lower. Hunter Henry or Goddard? Henry. Goddard. Uh, Adam Troutman. So Goddard. baseball player. Fool <laughs> <laughs> <Before> me. <laughs> All right. So with that, we're going to go ahead. We're going to take a 60-second break. If you're listening to this in the podcast, we'll hop right back in. Um, but if you're on the Twitch stream, please go ahead and hold off uh, or hold on for about a minute, and we will be right back. All right. So that was 60 seconds or half a second if you're <laughs> if you're listening on the uh, on the podcast. So uh, let's hop right back into this. Um, we are through the morning games. Uh, we have um, it's a very lopsided schedule this week, so we only have uh, we have six more games to go. We're going to go a little bit faster through these games. I think a lot of these are a little bit more straightforward. So Cleveland at Kansas City is the next game up, and I just want to double check uh, the um, the injuries in this one. I don't think there is any real question mark. Odell Beckham is questionable with a knee injury. Um, and CEH full participation, but despite being on the injury report, same with me, Cole Hardman. Um, and there's no uh, relevant uh, skill position players that are going to be out for this one um, or really questionable, except for Odell Beckham. 54 point over under KC six point favorites. I'm going to ask the Walker question to you guys, and I want to know your impression of this. Is Odell Beckham done? That's what he wants to know. No, he's not done. Okay. So what does that mean to you, Mike, in terms of ranking? Um, I, I think being done and where you want him with this Cleveland offense are two different things. Okay. Uh, I'm, I, I think he's a wide receiver four, five-ish uh, in fantasy, but in a better, uh, not better offense, but a better situation for him and his play style he could be uh, a wide receiver too. So just being in Cleveland is, and then when you throw in the Kansas city game too, that's going to be difficult, but he's just very much one of those guys that is going to be like, I was talking about earlier with Chase Claypool. He's going to explode in some games, like one, one, every four games, every three games, something to that effect. And you won't hear anything from him for two or three weeks. Uh, he just does not fit with this offense. And he looks done because he hasn't really played well as far as when he, the last one or two seasons with the giants. And then he comes to Cleveland and looks like a brand new start and does nothing, gets hurt, those kind of things. So I can see why 
the question is there, but I don't think he's done. I think he's just not a good fit. Okay. Uh, Evan, Baker Mayfield was a hot starter, a hot sleeper this offseason. Are we starting Baker Mayfield or Patrick Mahomes? Gosh, this is really hard. Hey, boys, whom would you start this week? Baker Mayfield or Patrick Mahomes? How come? Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, they won't start Patrick Mahomes. All right. Hell yeah. <laughs> of course, that was a facetious question. Uh, you're starting all KC Chiefs in this game, except for Mecole Hardman, um, unless you're in a really desperate pinch. But everybody else is pretty top end. CEH is a running back, too. Tyreek Hill is, for some people's reckoning, the wide receiver one. Patrick Mahomes, quarterback one. Travis Kelsey, tight end one. That's not interesting. They're going to be really good. Um, what is interesting is I would say you might have to temper your expectations for these guys this week. The Browns defense is really good. So yes. my they got better too. Yes. So Mike, I think you would agree with this. They will probably struggle this week, but you cannot justify benching any of them. No, no, not at all. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, no way. You're especially you drafted these guys in the first round. Uh, Mahomes, you probably didn't unless it's a six point touchdown league but mm-hmm. he is your first quarterback off the board in what well, i probably like 98 percent of the league so uh that becomes sort of a non-factor anyways where what round you drafted him he is your starting quarterback and you gotta go with him um and yeah. cleveland's defense is really good they have miles garrett they have good defensive backs they added uh Oh, what's the name? The other defensive end. Um, Clowney. Clowney, thank you. Um, It's a scary defense, but you know that Patrick Mahomes is probably going to get one air one out or two, and he's going to score. You know, he might not look like Patrick Mahomes, and this is what you're you're pretty much saying. These Chiefs might not look like the Chiefs that you're accustomed to seeing, but they're still going to put up enough points where you'll be happy with it. Yes, yeah. and you just reminded me. Sorry, Evan, I'll get to it in a second. I just wanted to say before I forget, I forgot Tyron Matthew, uh, COVID IR. So he's not showing up on the injury report, but he's not he's not going to be available in this one. Sorry, Evan, what were you going to say? Cleveland wins this one. You think Cleveland wins this one? Uh, I think so. I think Kansas on, the on their back foot, and I think their uh, weaknesses have been exposed. Arrowhead does present a challenge, but then it wouldn't be a, a, a real hot take, honestly, with a six-point spread if it wasn't an Arrowhead. Yeah, I think that their big weakness was their offensive line, and they rebuilt it this offseason. So I don't know how exposed they might be, but I like the take. It'd be inter- it'd, it'd be a fun one to see come through. Um, we starting Kareem Hunt this week. Are we doing that? Every week. Every week. Mike? Yeah, I mean, I like that Kareem Hunt, um, Nick uh, Chubb uh, duo. Uh, I wish I had more of it uh so and the chiefs are not good at stopping the run uh so yeah you you gotta yeah you gotta roll with that for sure i can't really envision a game script where the chiefs aren't like well like like or the uh browns don't want to use hunt you know like we're up so let's run it double or we're down so let's throw it to cream hunt you know yeah so um all right let's uh let's see i'm trying to think uh you're starting odell beckham uh even though Ideally, I would want to see what he looks like this year before I start him. But if you drafted him, you're starting him. Jarvis Landry, uh, let's 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 do this. Are we going to flex Jarvis Landry or Miko Hardman this week? If you have that choice, I gotta go Jarvis. Um, 
every week. I mean, Jarvis, I, if I, I need, oh, sorry. sorry. No, go ahead. I stepped right on top of you. Jarvis, no, no. if I need floor, Landry, I'm sorry, Hardman, if I need seat. So Jarvis, you yeah, heard it. You heard it here, folks. Jarvis, if you need floor, Landry, if you need ceiling. I think that's what Evan said. <laughs> <laughs> we know what he meant, though. Right. Evan, right. we were saying Jarvis, if you need floor, Landry, if you need ceiling. That, that was your that was your take. Oh right? God, Hardman, if you need ceiling. Sorry, I'm having to do math in my head and an unrelated incident. Okay, so let's go ahead. Let's go on to the next one: Packers and Saints. Um, this one is going to be played in Jacksonville because of the, uh, the hurricane that happened in, uh, Louisiana this week, or was that last week? Last week, um, 50 point over under green Bay, four point favorites. Um, and, uh, this is actually an interesting question from Walker for this one, which is who is green Bay's number two pass catcher. And I say, it's very evident who it is. It's because it's Aaron Jones. Or Devin Funches. He's gone. Yeah, I know. I just <laughs> Green Bay Packers legend Devin Funches. <laughs> um, I think I I know who it's not, and I don't. I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed in Bob Tanyan this week. I mean, so my yeah. dog, my dog agrees. She's been quiet all episode, but she agrees. And and yeah, Bob Tanyan definitely scored a lot of touchdowns, and that's all he did. He had a very good Kyle Rudolph kind of season, so. He, yeah, I don't see that happening again this year. Okay, sounds good. So that, that's a, a thing. So um, uh, my buddy who hosts the uh, Bad Movie Podcast with me, Joe, who's been on the stream before, he thinks Amari Rogers is going to be an, an interesting sleeper this year. And I somewhat agreed with him. I thought it was an intriguing thing until Randall Cobb came yeah, in. Yeah, Co- Cobb came in, exactly. So I'm wondering, yeah, so I was going to ask, do you think Cobb and Amari Rogers kind of cancel each other out and cannibalize each other's touches? Yeah, I think Amari Rodgers was struggling, but they really like him. And so they brought Cobb over to sort of give that veteran uh, leadership and teaching mm-hmm. and those kind of things to make Amari Rodgers better. Uh, and then that answers your question. They, they're going to s- split. They, yeah. So and, and plus, it's just really difficult. I think Amari Rodgers with a fourth round selection and anytime – and you know those numbers better than I do, but anytime you get, I think, what is after round two, then your your role becomes almost zero. It's a, really it, it really goes off a cliff. Yeah. So I, 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 even in redraft, I don't think Amari Rogers was going to be anything, even if it was no Randall Cobb there. My my guess at a wide receiver two is probably Alan Lazard. Um, or as you mentioned, if if you're just counting wide receivers now, Aaron Jones will probably lead or be second in targets um, if you're not counting just pure wide receivers. Yeah. So um, on the Saints side, obviously you're starting Alan Kamara. Are I am worried. So big sleeper, big ooh, this offseason, Marquez Callaway. Yeah. He's gonna get Jair Alexander. Like yeah, he's gonna, that's not a matchup you want if you're no, a Saints fan. No, so I'm thinking Alvin Kamara is a smash DFS play because I think he's going to get 20 touches this week because they cut Latavius Murray. Tony Jones is the backup there, and Tony Jones is fine, you know, and so I, I think Lata- I think this is, you know, I wish they'd cut Latavius Murray earlier so I could have gone all in on Alvin Kamara. I think he's going to have a huge year this year because they're out of weapons. They're out of weapons. Yeah, and it's scary. I mean, 
I don't know. I don't I don't see this team being very good. Uh, luckily, they have a great offensive line, so that should help. But looking at their weapons overall, you're just like, um, I mean, James Winston's going to go back to pass and go, I, who's, I don't remember this guy being on my team. Who, who is this guy? Oh, let me look over here. Oh, I don't know this guy either. What, what, who am I throwing to? And it's it's just really, really bad. Uh, Mike Thomas really put this team in a bad situation. Yep. And uh, no Traquan Smith this week, too. So it's really going to be a mess. It's really going to be a mess. So um, I don't think they'll miss Traquan Smith. I, I... <laughs> I mean, when you're I mean, your second wide receiver is Deontay Harris now. It's like, I mean, it is. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, is Deontay Harris any any different than Troy Con Smith or Marcus well, Callaway or anybody else? Let me ask you. Let me ask you this a different way. When they're in three wide receiver sets, who's the third wide receiver now? Uh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? And they're going to have to throw. Because yeah. they don't. They have, they have Marshawn Lattimore, and that's it in the defensive backfield. They traded for Bradley Roby. But he's suspended for for the first week, the same for the, literally the same thing as Will Fuller. Um, so it's like they're going to have to throw to keep up with the backers. Devontae Adams could have 200 yards this week. Is so, Bradley Roby related to Reggie Roby? Uh, I don't know. He might. Who's Reggie Roby? Oh, Re- Reggie Roby was a uh, punter. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't remember and, punters. Yeah, he was he was a really cool dude. He he'd wear a watch on the football field. In, that in football. Oh, I'm seeing this right now. That is so cool. That is so cool. All right. I don't know if they're related, but yeah, they just kind of remind me of Reggie Roby. Yeah. So start your Packers, not named Bob Tanyan. Start Alvin Kamara. Start Marquez Callaway. I don't think so. I wouldn't, unless it's like a flex where I'm in a pinch. Okay. Um, let me ask, and then I'm thinking maybe. Maybe, maybe if we still did Friday DFS, hear me out. Marquez Valdez Gantling, uh, 103 yards, two touchdowns. Is that's very possible. That's in the cards. I mean, especially when you're talking about DFS. Yeah. So when you can get like on the cheap end, and you know, it's very Rogers is gives it up, and he he actually catches the ball, and it's a touchdown. Yeah, and I'm realizing I skipped ahead. We missed a 10 a.m. game. Uh-oh. The 10 a.m. game that I am most excited to watch other than the Niners. Arizona at Tennessee. Tennessee, three-point favorites, 52-point over-under. Mike, you want to know what the Arizona run game looks like? And I really think that's the – the Arizona passing game and running game are the only questions in this one. Yeah, I'm 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 very curious on if, if, if it's true. I mean, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, Benjamin. And, I mean, come on. Um, so Chase Edmonds and James Conner, it's good. I, my belief is Chase Edmonds is going to be what he was last year in that role. And James Conner is going to be Kenyon Drake. Uh, yep. That's what I've been saying all off season. Yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense to me where, why Chase Edmonds is just cause he was there last year is going to take, take the role that Kenyon Drake had when, he he does what he he does great in the role that he has and yeah so wh- why move him to a more expansive role um he's not the greatest runner and he you know he can he's probably a better runner than Naeem Hines 
But really, he's someone that you could just dump the ball off to and have him run. And James Conner is sort of like Kenyon Drake anyway. So to me, that's that's what's going to happen. They brought in James Conner because they're like, hey, you know, you're somewhat like Kenyon Drake already. Why don't we'll keep Chase Edmonds where you are and what you do, and then we'll put you in that Kenyon Drake role. Yep. That's I mean, the people talk about James Conner can't hold up to 215 carries or whatever. You know, he's had a season of 215 carries, and I think Chase Edmonds has 217 in his entire career. And we're really getting a lot of uh, visions of, of Evan's house with everybody wondering that. Because Evan just got up and walked away. Sorry we were boring you, Evan. I apologize. My son needed his insulin. And oh, okay. I, well, I should have said something. I just I, I, I automatically go into parent survivor mode where i'm like i can't think of anything else but my kids health and i'm sorry about that i'll be more no on it in the future to tell you when i'm no doing that in the future. all right let's let's just move on so let's move on to denver and the giants 42 point over under denver denver three point favorites uh walker wants to know this is an interesting question is Devonte williams an afterthought and i really wish i knew what he meant by that so Maybe i during the game or i mean i i, I I, I don't I don't know because it's like if they're salting the game away there which they will be they'll probably be going through Javante Williams so let me ask this question are we starting Javante Williams this week oh, I'm no, not no stinky stinky no no <laughs> okay yeah. Aren't they, they're gonna rock Melvin Gordon until the wheels fall off because that's what they got Javante Williams to do so thank you I really feel like people are gonna be disappointed this is I see so much Cam Akers. In this situation, so much cam makers in this situation where you're going to have people saying, hey, am I going to drop Javante Williams? Like, no, they're going to ride Melvin Gordon until the wheels fall off. Yeah. Um, Sutton or Judy? I, I said if Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the starting quarterback, then you go with Judy. If it was um, Drew Locke, then you go with Sutton. So I'm going to stick with that. Uh, to me, it's Jerry Judy. Sutton really clicked with uh, 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 Teddy Bridgewater. And they admittedly very small sample size, I saw. But there was confidence in both of them. There was uh, grace. I'm, I'm, I'm really putting my chips, pushing my chips in for Sutton this year. All right. Sounds good. Um, I'm trying to think. Are we starting? I mean, Saquon Barkley is going to be a go. They're, they're pussy, pussyfooting around with it, but he's going to be a go. He's the only giant I want to start. Evan Ingram's question, a questionable start. Kenny Galladay's hurt. Kenny Galladay was like, ooh, just FYI, we're probably not going to be very good to start the game so, or start the season. So, <laughs> he just um, right out admits it. Yeah, so Saquon's the only Saquon's the only giant I'm starting. Um, I'm not starting Teddy. Start Judy, start Sutton, start Melvin Gordon, start Noah Fant. I think that's it for Denver, yeah, for this game. It's very this is not an exciting game for me. This, speaking of not exciting games, Miami and New England, 43 and a half point over under. Oh, New that's going to make me have to get on the liquor. Oh, I got to get on the liquor for this game. Okay. Sorry, sorry, New Jeff. England, three point favorites. Um, injuries in this one. Um, Keelan Cole, questionable with a knee injury. LaMichael Pirine, in, uh, questionable with a foot injury. Shai Smith, rookie for the Panthers, uh, out for this one. Probably shouldn't change too much. He's, he was going to be a depth guy, anyways. So um, for this one, um, I'm sorry, I said for the for the Panthers, I met, I, I'm looking at the wrong game. <laughs> I, I, my, my, I typed I typed uh, Panthers instead of Patriots, and I'm realizing it. Uh, no relevant injuries for the 
um, Dolphins, everybody's a full go. And for the Patriots, it's Nelson Aguilar. Sorry about that. I was looking at the wrong game. Mike, you have the question, I think, which is what kind of game is Tua going to have? Yeah, I'm very and I've been intrigued with Tua since, uh, you know, really the the years turned over and we started going back and did looking at football and, you know, preseason and OTAs and that when we really started kicking off football, I'm like, OK, what is Tua going to be? What is he going to do? There was a lot of speculation. Uh, he didn't have, a, you know, full grasp of the playbook. He didn't have wide receivers that were, you know, get very much open for him to to trust his arm strength. Uh, a lot of things that were uh, reasons why Tua didn't do well um, were, you know, basically unfolded. But here is a guy that was drafted with, with the fourth pick of the draft and, I think this, the second quarterback off the board and it's he's dealing with still that injury. And it I, I don't I just don't know. Uh, the New England defense is, is a solid defense. So do we just give him an opportunity this this week and go, OK, well, he didn't do well this week if he doesn't and go, OK, what about next week? Or do we just really start hammering home that two is a bust? So I He's not going to go anywhere. He's going to be the quarterback probably for the full season. Uh, I don't think Jacoby Brissett is going to take the reins away from him, but it's it's one of those things that I'm very intrigued, not just in this game, but for the full season on who Tua is as a quarterback and what he can do. Yeah, I think everything for Miami will kind of flow downfield from there. Um, are we starting Jalen Waddle this week? No. Evan? No. Okay, are we starting to learn the ball color and stuff? No, that's Jamar Chase. Jalen Waddle knows the color. Oh, yeah, no, definitely no then. Okay, Uh, are we starting any Patriot? Damian Harris? Yeah, I like Damian Harris Harris as a a flexer. As a flexer? Um, Yeah, why not? I get to a boring eight points. I mean, if you're in a pinch, if you drafted him, you got to start Johnny, I think. Um, Hunter Henry will be available in this game. And uh, but I, I I have faith it's going to be Janu, but I would like to see what happens first. I wouldn't feel comfortable about it, but I think you're starting Janu. You're not starting Mac Jones. Um, no, I think I think James White would be a good flex option. James White, that's a great call. Uh, and then Miles Gaskin is a flex option as well. Miles Gaskin is an RB one option, Mike. You said it. Right. <laughs> yeah, buddy. It's time. He's going to show everybody what's what. He is my I, I uh, put every all my leagues into fantasy pro so I could track him easier. And uh, I have him. I drafted, like I said, 13 leagues this year. I have him in nine. Well, somehow really fun. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you weren't finished. I was going to say somehow Walker managed to infect my my uh, my brain where I have more Naheem Hines than Miles Gaskin this year. Oh, that's interesting. It's been yeah. fun. Like last season in, in football absurdity, we were like. I feel like everyone in the industry doesn't quite get the value of these players like Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs and, and Kareem Hunt. Is that us? Or I, I think that we're seeing something that they're not because they don't have preseason footage. And this year we're like, OK, we're clearly seeing something that other people aren't. These guys are special, you know, so yeah. it's fun having more confidence in, in my ability to be like, no, I think we are getting something that most people are not. So we got a question in the chat. I started Fournette over Gaskin. Was that dumb? 
I won't say that's dumb. I would say that you overthought it. Maybe got too excited about having somebody on Thursday. Yeah, uh, I, I'm i not really going to be, and for the most part, if Gaskin's healthy, I'm probably going to be starting Gaskin more than Fournette. A couple reasons is that uh, Gaskin's going to catch a lot more passes. He's going to mm-hmm. be a lot more of the uh, single back. He's, you know, between the 20s for sure. I am a little worried about Malcolm Brown plunging in those one-yard touchdowns. That's what they showed last year anyways with Jordan Howard. Um you know, uh, so it's Malcolm Brown is sort of that goal line guy. But for the most part, I, I think, you know, is unless you're in a standard league, then you, you're going to want Gaskin over Fournette. Yeah, you might be in a situation where Fournette had those backdoor targets that we weren't really expecting that it, it might not make much of a difference. But I would have gone my boy, Miles Gaskin, especially because I'm I'm not a big fan of, of Leonard Fournette. So. Um, and, and I think even though Fournette caught some passes uh, yesterday, they're, they're going to want to get Gio Bernard more involved in that situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Going forward, I would say so. So let's talk about Sunday night football. Then Monday night football. Let's be real. These these are pretty straightforward games, I think. So and then we can get into the game and I'll, I'll we'll, we'll run it a little bit faster than I planned on because this this preview took longer than I expected. So Chicago at the Rams. Uh, opening of was it the SoFi Stadium in LA? SoFi. Uh, SoFi. Uh, two fans, I should say. Opening to fans. Rams seven and a half point favorites, 46 point over under. Mike wants to know is the Rams running game going to be productive with Daryl Henderson, with Sony Michelle, with J- Jake Funk? Jake from Jake State Farm? Funk. Do the funk. All right. Because I think Xavier Woods got, got released. I, I think he went on IR. Oh, did he go on IR? Is yeah, Xavier, Xavier Jones. Xavier Jones, yes, yeah. my mistake. So uh, uh, what's this run game going to look like? <laughs> it's going to look like garbage. I can't be excited over Daryl uh, Williams um, all that much. Um, and I can't really be excited uh, about Sony Michelle all that much. I, I think they're good in certain situations and good in different kinds of scenarios, but they're, they're not someone that you want to give the ball to 25 times a game or 15 times a game or any of that kind of fact. They're just plotters that uh, is, are boring. And I mean, I don't, I hate using boring as a term for fantasy football production, but uh, they're just not going to be, unless they get a plunge touchdown, they're just not going to score very many points for you. So it's, I mean, Chicago Bears is, is okay, I guess, defensive-wise. I'd have to see what they are against the run. I'm not 100% sure about that. But this this Rams backfield looked a lot better with Cam Akers back there. Okay. Evan, I'm going to ask you a question. This is probably the hardest question on the episode so far. Okay? And I'm asking you. And then Mike will ask you as well. Let's say you lucked out. You have Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Allen Robinson, Two wide receivers, no flex. Who's hitting the bench? A-Rob, Cup, or Woods? Well, that's easy. I just turn to Football Absurdity co-founder Wally Dismail and ask him, and he goes, actually, the Bears have blah, 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 uh, shadowing blah, 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 so you should do blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think Allen Robinson beats them both talent-wise, and then I'm going to ask my friends what shares they have of Woods and Cup and start the other one because whatever one I start is going to do worse. All right, Mike. Do you gun have to my head? Gun to my head. Woods and then Robinson. 
I was gonna say, do you have an actual answer? <laughs> I, I don't Not like hedging. Any, Evan's just hedging. I don't like anybody against the Rams defense. So it's I, I go Woods, Robinson, Cup. Okay, so Robinson's still starting. I thought you were gonna say you weren't gonna start Robinson. Um, yeah, I, I well with the Rams, I mean I'd like to see what that that's gonna look like with Stafford with golf. It was one or the other. So with Stafford, that could that could change. Uh, I mean, it's all. I think all three of them are going to be close, so you're not going to have to really worry too much about it. But yeah, if I had to start, I I, I don't I can't bench Robinson, especially. Well, I mean, if you really predict, you know, where they're sort of the AT, ADP, they were were from like 14 to 19 anyway. So it's a flip of the coin. Okay. Um... Darnell Mooney, hot sleeper. I would not start him if you could help it. It's uh, okay. So we have a question in the chat about this. Uh, I have Cup and Robinson. I'm struggling to bench Cup, who will be open on every play. Uh, Adam. Oh yeah, Adam. I remember Adam from the streams um, and from the Discord. Um, so Cup and Robinson. I would. I mean, who's your other guy that you're you're benching Cup? You you have Cup and Robinson. I say start them both. I have them both as wide receiver ones. I would say congratulations on having them both. I wouldn't worry about it. Um, here's a question for you guys. I'm setting it at eight and a half. Eight and a half snaps for, oh, started Godwin already. Nice. So he has all, all what, four? That's nice. Yeah, congrats on Godwin. Uh, I would say start cup in this one. Because Jalen Ramsey will not be defending Cooper Cup. <laughs> That's a big problem out there with Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, even though I had Cup as my third, um, again, it's it. I think they're all going to sort of finish around the same area, anyways. But yeah, I I I, I have a hard time finishing putting Robinson. Um, under cup just because Robinson is, is the, the guy they're going to be throwing the ball to regardless. Um, but Jalen Ramsey is going to be on Allen Robinson. So, but Robinson's a very good, uh, pass, uh, runs great routes. So I'm not, I mean, you don't want to say Ramsey's not a problem, but with Robinson's route running, uh, he's going to be able to do well too. Yeah. So, okay. Um, yeah, it's one of those situations where um, you, I, I don't think there's a wrong answer. Go with no, your guy. There isn't. It should be whatever feels right to you, go with, because they're all going to finish around the same same point range anyways. Yeah, so if you're in the Discord, you know the theme of the Discord, which is go with your gut. Trust yourself. Go with your gut. Trust yourself. I would go a cup there. Um, let's talk about the last game. Ravens at Raiders. Um I think at this point, uh, the three of us are the depth chart at running back for the Ravens. Um, I would rather honestly start any of us than Le'Veon Bell. If I said it on Twitter, if you went out and you got Le'Veon Bell, um, what did you do in your draft, man? Like, I believe Le'Veon Bell is actually on the practice squad and not eligible to play. Correct me if I'm wrong, as well as Devonta Freeman. Devonta Freeman is on the active. Or I, I don't know, but that yeah. you stepped on my point. <laughs> Yes, I've been, on, I've been on the liquor. Stepped on my point. My point was, if you ran out and you added Le'Veon Bell, it was a poverty move, and you got shot in the head for it, metaphysically, fantasy-wise. 
I don't, I don't know why, why why that's the case. I mean, I mean Le'Veon Bell obviously hasn't done anything in three years, so it'd be that that's something brought forward. But he you could make reasons why Le'Veon Bell didn't do anything for three years. I mean, he played for the Jets for two years, uh, well, four years because he didn't have that last year. He didn't play at all. But play for the Jets for a few years. I mean, can you blame anybody for being good um, or not good? And then he goes to the goes to the Chiefs at the end of last year and wasn't used. So, I mean, I'm not saying that Le'Veon Bell is going to be a, a world beater, but I, I can't say he won't either. Uh, I can say he won't. Okay, that's what I'm asking you. Why do you say that? Because he's been, he was on the best offense in the NFL last year, and he looked like trash. He hasn't been good since 2017. But again, that's the Jets and what I'm. He, yeah. And the Chiefs. I don't think he looked like trash in the for the Chiefs. I don't. I think that's, he, he lost out to Daryl Williams. I don't. Still, I, I don't. I don't know if that was the case either. But um, so I don't know. I mean, if all that is true, then you know. I guess, but I don't see that being true. I just see the fact that, I mean, he is older. He's 20, what, 28, 29 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there are reasons that you, you can be right. And I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that we just don't know yet. Yeah, I mean, that's we're on a fact-finding mission. That's what, that's what this is. Well, Rotheb says someone has to get carries in Baltimore. If we're drafting Jets running backs, then you can hold Levy on the bench. I wasn't drafting Jets running backs, so there you go. So I'm I'm exempt from keeping Levy on Bell on my bench. Um, I think you start Tyson Williams this week if you were Gus Edwards' manager because this Raiders run defense is not very good. So you lucked out there. He should be the only guy this week, as Evan pointed out. Devonta Freeman. On the practice squad, Le'Veon Bell on the practice squad. Latavius Murray was signed yesterday on Thursday. So it's going to be Tyson Williams on on, on Monday Night Football. Uh, here's the real question, though. is uh, Does anyone emerge as the Raiders' go-to wide receiver? This, what I'm about to say, is not based on any fact. It's coming straight from the gut, straight from the belly. Uh, John Gruden's a psychopath. Okay, <laughs> John Gruden's a weird guy. Knock on wood. Evan, Evan's, Evan's a Raiders fan, and he's nodding. John Gruden's a weird guy. John Gruden's also a proud guy. John Gruden and Mike Mayock also took Henry Ruggs before Justin Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk, CeeDee Lamb, um, T. Higgins, other wide receivers who had better years than, than, than Brandon, Rugg, or Brandon Ruggs. Henry Ruggs did last year. That's got to hurt the ego. John Gruden's not the type of guy to let an ego hurt go. It's not out of the possibility that this target share goes Darren Waller, Henry Ruggs. And Darren Waller and Henry Ruggs are not that far apart. It would require them to tinker how they used Henry Ruggs last year because this offense was kind of dink, dunk, bomb. Dink, dunk, bomb. That was how it was built. So they would have to dink and dunk it more to Ruggs. But based on nothing in particular, it just feels like John Gruden's got to be mad that guys that went after Henry Ruggs were so much better. He's got to prove He's got to prove that it was the right pick. So could be that or it could be Brian Edwards. Who knows? Who knows? Nobody knows anything. Well, I'll take we, the hope that is Brian Edwards. 
he definitely is more of the short to intermediate threat guy. But if if we're looking at who emerged last year at that wide receiver core, that was Nelson Aguilar. And Nelson Aguilar was the deep threat guy. And the only deep threat guy on this roster right now that's a starter is Henry Ruggs. That's right. If if we go look back at last year, and I don't think the offense has changed, then Henry Ruggs should be the Raiders' go-to wide receiver. Yes, I'm glad Mike had something actual to say about my little, uh, my little. Hey, this isn't supported by anything, but I think so. Um, I think that's it. I mean, you're starting Lamar Jackson, you're starting Mark Andrews, you're starting um, Darren Waller, you're starting Josh Jacobs. I guess if you drafted him, you drafted him to be a starter. Um, wait and see with Kenyon Drake. I think that's it for the previews, guys. Are you ready for America's favorite game? And also, don't forget that uh, Nelson Aguilar finished as a wide receiver 33 last year. Perfect. Thank you, Mike. So he was a week-in and week-out starter for for you last year. I want to play a game. We are (laughs) ready for a game. So Mike and Evan, I would like to direct you guys to the Skype. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, switch this over in the Twitch stream right now. It's America's Favorite Game. And why is it not turning on? Because I have to turn off the schedule. It is called... Where are they now? So what we are going to do, and I want to make sure you guys can see the screen. You can see the screens, right? Um, I can see the Twitch where it says where are they now. Ah, now yeah, you can see it on the Skype. Now okay. I can see it. It's weird so the Skype is delayed after the Twitch. That's interesting. Well, because the Skype is I'm doing it in a different window. All right, so we're going to play a game called Where Are They Now? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys an image of a player. Okay. You, if you, you get two points, if you can guess the player, <laughs> Adam says the physical pain you were in saying that you should start Josh Jacobs. Yes. It was pains me to say. So, um, oh, you get uh, two points. If you can guess the player from the image, you get one point. If you can guess where they play now, if you are correct, you get to choose the next uh, position group that we pull out of. I have four quarterbacks, four wide receivers, four running backs, four tight ends. To buzz in, say your name, okay, to guess. You will both get a chance at it. If the first person gets it wrong, the next person gets to guess. We're going to start with the player, and then we're going to go with the team. If you win, you get absolutely nothing. I also have a series of increased – You get get absolutely nothing. You get points. Yes. You (laughs) get – I also have a series of increasingly <laughs> obvious clues for you folks. So whoever goes first gets hint one. Whoever goes first gets hints two. Whoever goes third gets hint three. Okay? So we're going to start this off with uh, with a practice round. Okay? Practice round on this one is this fine gentleman here. Um, I'm realizing that everybody in the Twitch stream can see it, but not. Oh, God. I don't have him up. <laughs> Where is he? That guy. That guy. It's Tom Your, na- your it's- name. Your name. The, the picture is Tom Brady. Oh. So, Evan, don't, Evan, don't say your name. Don't do that. The Twitch stream is over two hours long now. I don't have time for that. You said say your name. I'm very literal. <laughs> I see oh, Brady. Jeff, Jeff, you're muted. I'm not. Okay. I'm not now frozen not. and I'm not muted. Okay, then now you're not. <laughs> I'm just not encouraging this behavior. Um, <laughs> so, all right, so... Somebody would say Tom Brady, and then they would guess where he is now, and we'd go. New York Jets. 
There you go. Okay. So neither one of you guys want to cooperate with this. <laughs> I'm on the liquor, bro. <laughs> no, I, 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 no, this sounds fun. I'm just messing around with you. Yeah. Jeff okay. clearly went to a lot of it for, for this, so we will not ruin it. Like... It took me three and a half hours to put together. <laughs> <laughs> so we will start. We'll go ahead. We will start with, uh, with uh, a running back. And I'm going to go ahead. Um, I'm having a little bit trouble finding these players. Um, go, go ahead. Put them up in the in the 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 Skype. I'm going to put them up in the Twitch. So if you know who this is, call it out. Evan. All right, Evan. Ronnie Brown. Wrong. The clue, which you didn't, was he was a hot sleeper his rookie year, despite being famously terrible. Oh, Mike, you have a I know who it is now, damn it. <laughs> no clue. Uh, Evan. Okay. Do you want to take a guess? Didn't, doesn't Mike get a hint, though? That was the hint. You get to guess, and then you get the hint. Okay. So, um, I will guess Damian Williams. Wrong. All right, Mike, we're back to you. If you say his name fancily, it's a technique for highlighting hair in which the dye is painted on in such a way as to create... <laughs> A graduated natural looking effect. Okay. Wow. No, uh, no, I still have no clue. All right. Um, his name rhymes. You get neither one of you gets a point if you get to the third hit. His name rhymes with Salen Barrage. Okay. Oh, Barrage. I, I should have known who this was. All I right. don't know. I can see it in the in the hips. For one point, can somebody tell me where Kalen Barrage is right now? Yes, Pittsburgh. Berserker Barrage went to. What do you say? Pittsburgh. Mike nice. is correct. Nice job. Mike gets the first point. So yeah, he didn't say his name though to buzz in. Don't care because you made a mockery of this by saying your name. So you you ruined this. I mean, right, Colin, Mike. Colin mockery of this. Just a nod out to Roth B. All right. So uh, Mike, you have control of the board. We have uh, four quarterbacks, three running backs, four wide receivers, and three tight ends le- or four tight ends left on the board. Which position would you like to go for? I always start with quarterbacks, no matter what I do. So we've got to go with quarterbacks here. Okay. So we're going to start with quarterbacks. And I just have to do something really quick just to get this stuff rearranged. That's the uh, – so the people at home can see the quarterback. I'm going on um, honor system that Evan isn't going to see the quarterback first. So there is the player, the first hint – And then you guys can buzz in. I think that we got that sorted out. The first hint is his last name rhymes with the first word in a popular Xbox video game franchise. Evan. John, John Balo Minfinitit. I knew you were going to, I knew it was going to be a Halo Infinite reference. (laughs) You set that up. (laughs) All right. Um, Mike, do you have a guess? I do not. All right, second hint. When there's a him, there's a way. Oh, uh, uh, Evan, Evan. Will Greer. Correct. Evan Love gets Will Greer is a part. Yes, yeah, so so it's uh, it's Greer's of War would be what it is. Okay. So the third the third hint, just so you know, rhymes with Bill Shear. <laughs> all right, all so, this time I, I had Will Greer in my head, but I thought Will Greer was black. Oh, no, I guess you learned something today. I guess so. It's just tattoos. Um, All right. So, Evan, where is Will Greer now? I just saw him the other day, and I was like, his name, and I was like, oh, 
Okay. Uh, I'm going to say torn between two places. Uh, Atlanta? Wrong. Mike, uh, can you steal? I want to say Arizona, but I know that's not right. Wrong. He is on the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, okay. So we actually, he was actually available. Actually, I think he's on the practice squad, so he was not available to play last night. So, Evan, you got the player correct, but not the team. And so um, I'm going to, we have three quarterbacks, three running backs, four wide receivers, four tight ends. Which position would you like to go to next? Uh, Let's go with those big, chunky tight ends, please, Jeff. Big, chunky tight ends. All right. So I'll go ahead and put this fella up here. And then I will go ahead and get him going for uh, the folks at home. And so uh, this gentleman here. Sorry, I'm doing this on the fly. So there he is at home. Do I have to wait for the clue to get buzz in? Uh, the first clue is he is often referenced by his initials, and he shares two of them with another tight end. I don't know anymore. Wow. I'm just going to go with my originally thought. Evan, buzzing in. Jordan Cameron. No, it is not Jordan Cameron. Mike, do you have a guess? Um, I was going to say Harrison Bryant, but I don't think he goes by his initials. Yeah. He does not. H.P. Stake. I will... Um, Try again. So he share his first name is a nickname which he shares with the producer of the NFL's Around the NFL podcast. Oh God, <laughs> who produces it now? Is it Sid? It's not Sid. No, she's long gone. Is it Erica? Oh, Hollywood. No, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't listened to that this year. <laughs> this is Evan, tight ends, right? This is tight ends. The only other tight end I can think of is David Nujoku. Don't forget, this is a where are they now? So he's in a Cleveland Browns uniform here, but it does not mean that he's on the Cleveland Browns now. True. Where did Brown? All right. Austin Hooper. Time is up. (laughs) His name rhymes with Nikki Heels Moans. Oh, Ricky Seals Jones. Ricky. Seals Jones, a.k.a. Ricky Hollywood, is the around the NFL. And he shares oh, okay. two of his initials with ASJ, mm. Austin Safarian Jenkins. So for I, one I, point. Can I get a half a point for getting Erica Hollywood? Like, no. I was like nine-tenths of the way there. <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing. For one point, where is Ricky Seals Jones now? Arizona. San Francisco. Wrong and wrong. He is on the Washington football team. Okay. So we are through three players. Evan has two points. Mike has one. I'm going to take over the board and say you guys get to do a wide receiver now. Cool. So wide receiver now is going to be, I got to get the first guy off the board, and that is going to be this fella who, um, is in the chat going to be this fella all right first hint i know this guy what's his name oh. first hint. his last name is not the same as a popular chain of hotels oh okay 
Isn't this the dude who never played quarterback before and then oh. played yesterday, last year, and it was horrible? Yeah, exactly. Huss. Um, I want to say uh, Hilton. No. That is not his last name. Hamilton. Would you, no. All right. You guys already got the second clue, which is he famously started a game at the wrong position in 2020. Hey, what was that guy's name? <laughs> what was his name? I thought it was Hamilton. It is Did not he, Hamilton. It is not Hamler. Ha- Hamler. No, it's not KJ Hamler. Um, um, ha- 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 Halton. <laughs> yeah, Ramada. All right. So neither one of you got the Hubble, points Hubble here. Tree. Hubble Tree. His, his name rhymes with Mendel Minton. It's Hilton. It's Hinton. 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 That's Hilton. Hinton. 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 All right. For one point, where's Kendall Hinton playing this year? Uh, at the Arizona, the Phoenix, Arizona Repertory Theater in their <laughs> rendition of Cats. Because he's. Oh. If he's not with the Denver Broncos, I don't know where he's at. Uh, Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to get Wrong. This. He is still with the Denver Broncos. Oh, well. I never Dang said it. that they were on different teams than you think of. I never said that. I never said tricked that. Tricked me with that. I did. Especially after me. my last answer when you were like, well, don't forget, this game is called Where Are They Now? Yep, I did trick you. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead. I'm just going to do this in order that I have them on the uh, in the, the, the OBS so that this goes a little bit faster for folks. Um, so next guy up is going to be this fella. This is a... If you pop up on the board, he is a wide receiver. If you pop up in there, he is a wide receiver, uh, 40, former 49er wide receiver. And the first clue for him is he shares a name with an American Civil War affair involving two British ships catcher, captured by the U.S. I don't know. Pass. Because of his size, he probably has to visit someone who shares his last name to make sure his clothes fit. Taylor. John Taylor. Not John Taylor. Somebody Ed, Taylor. Mike, can you steal? No. <laughs> it's not famous 49ers legend John Taylor. <laughs> I'm going to give Evan a point for getting Taylor. His name rhymes with Spent <laughs> Taylor. His it's name Trent. rhymes with what? Trent Taylor? It's Trent Taylor. Okay. Never heard of this guy. What team is Trent Taylor on? The 49ers. Wrong. Trent Taylor is on the Denver Broncos. Wrong. He is a Cincinnati Bengal. Good job, uh, Trent. Good, good job, Trent. All right. So next guy up is another 49ers legend. He is a tight end. Um, and I'll get him up for the folks at home. And here's the first clue. His first name is the last name of the current U.S. Assistant Secretary of Health. Oh, come on, man. I don't pay attention to it. It's football. It's it's September. I can't learn anything that's not football related. Okay. Why am I looking at all these ugly 49er jerseys? Dude, it's just two. <laughs> they just happen to be back-to-back. Uh, right. I'm going to say Jordan Reed. Wrong. Pixar told a capital uh-huh. S story about the first half of his last name. So Pixar told a story about the first half of his last name. I mean, I know the word you're trying to get. 
but I don't know what I'm trying to do here. Um, so I'll just guess. John Toy Smith. Wrong. Okay. Mike. Close. Mohammed Sanu. Levine Toy Lolo. His name rhymes with Ravine Shmoy Lolo. Oh jeez. All right. Any guess as to where Levine Toy Lolo plays this year? Atlanta. Arizona. Mike's just going to get Arizona. Mike, I'm going to tell you right now, if you keep guessing Arizona, you're going to be wrong for every single player. <laughs> there, okay, so there's no 49ers, there's no Lions, there's no Colts, and there, uh, there are no Raiders. Oh, there is one Raider. There is one Raider, because I, I put this together for Walker. So, all right, so um, maybe we'll cut this short. We'll do one more quarterback, one more running back. We're not good at this. No, you guys are very bad at this. That's well, these guys aren't it. fantasy relevant. So I said one more running back, one more quarterback. So um, next quarterback is going to be this fella right here. And for the folks at home. Nick so, No, not Nick Foles. So this no, quarterback. No, it's the dude from Arizona. His name is extremely close to that of a comedian and podcast host. It's the dude who came from Arizona and they gave him some FU contract and he totally underperformed. No, it's not. It's not? Nope. All right, Mike, do you have a guess? No clue. Mike. No slogan. Mike repeatedly asked and insisted. That this player was better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, I know who it is. Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins! (laughs) Mike, where does Nick Mullins play now? I don't think he's on any team. He is on a team. Oh, he he got picked up, huh? Arizona Cardinals. Oh, wait. (laughs) Arizona Smartinals. Green Bay Packers. No, Evan, do you have a guess? Oakland Raiders. No, Las Vegas Raiders. Wrong. Where the hell do we live now? He is a Cleveland Brown. All right. Uh, so Roth, B, Ra, Ra, Ro the B wants the rhyme that you picked out for this guy too. Okay. So all right. So uh, his rhyme is Rick Scullins. <laughs> I would definitely got it with Rick Scullins. Rick Scullins. I didn't have to. I didn't have to wait that long. I got it. So I we are it. we are tied, fellas. <laughs> Three points a pop. <laughs> we're having gonna, what? My high school gym teacher would call a dumb off. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, oh, it's Ro the B is how it's pronounced. I think it's Ro Theb. Ro Theb. Ro the B. All right. Um, Ro Theb. Ro Theb. Now I'm seeing it. Okay. Um, my, my name right is <laughs> That right. So this is the last guy and somebody should get this real quick. And then I'll, I'll, since the, uh, since the rhymes are uh, a hit, I will go ahead and tell the rest of the players. Oh, I know who this is. Then say who it is. Royce Freeman. Correct! Mike is in the lead. And actually, technically, Mike wins. But Mike, where uh, where does Royce Freeman play? He went to... Oh, where did he go? Um, I should know this, because I was really happy that he went there. Uh not Indianapolis. No, it was not Indianapolis. Uh, it wasn't Baltimore either. Um, I'm going to go Chargers. 
because I can't I remember. Thought, I thought he subbed in on the Giants. He is currently, as of yesterday, according to our lads, which is where I got all this information from, he is a Carolina Panther. Panthers, that's where Oh, duh, because people keep asking who the backup is, who the handcuff is, and they keep going, if you have to ask, you know. All right, so the ask. guys... So the guys I didn't know, we'll just go one point if you can just name these guys. Uh, rhymes with Mile Palgetta. No. Kyle. Kyle Lauletta. Yeah. Kyle Lauletta. Mike gets a point for that. Rhymes with Fat Snarkly. Charles Barkley. <laughs> I like that. Saquon Barkley. Oh, Charles Matt Barkley. Bar- Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley. Actually, Charles Barkley was the first clue because it was uh, he might if you ask him where he plays, he might tell you to shut up and jam Gaiden, which is a reference that, to that. All right. That's a very something awful reference. It is. <laughs> Rhymes with Rexter Silliams. Dexter Williams. Correct. Rhymes with Clonopin Killiams. <laughs> Williams. Williams. I like Clonopin. That's a good Max one. Williams. What's his first name? Rhymes with Klonopin Killiams. I, I, I think your kid should be named Klonopan, honestly. Klonopan <laughs> Williams. Jonathan Williams. Oh. Rhymes with Hair Wreck Carrier. Derek. Terrier. Yeah, I guess. Right? Derek Carrier. Yeah, Derek Carrier. Yeah. Rhymes with That's The Hallway Pouring. Kahale Warring. Who oh. are these people? <laughs> and I then the, la- the last one. Rhymes with Ham Limbs Jr. <laughs> Ham Limbs Jr. Ham Limbs Jr. Cam Sims Sr. Oh, he was so close, folks. All right. So that was Where Are They Now? So I'm going to go is, ahead and actually. Kahale Warring on any team? I know the Colts cut him. Kahali Waring is on A team, but I closed the window. I'm forgetting. I don't remember which team he's on now. He's on A team. Um, so let's go ahead. Let's close this up for the podcast folks at home, and then we'll go find a raid for the Twitch stream. So uh, this Kahali is Kahali Waring's a free agent. Not according to our lads. He's on a roster according to our lads. Um, yeah, Google probably is, needs to be changed because he was. He got. He, they probably had him as a Colt. Uh, no, because there's no Colts in this exercise. All right. Well, I tried to get out of this, but I guess I have to load I have to load Excel again. But while I do that, let's close this out for the podcast folks at home. This has been our first Twitch stream simulcast with the podcast. Um, it'll get better. <laughs> um, but if you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe on your podcast app of choice. And also, please check us out on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash footballabsurdity. Throw us a follow there and a subscription if you like what we do. Uh, check out our Discord at tiny.cc slash fbabsurdity and the website, footballabsurdity.com. We'll be back on Saturday in the Twitch stream for DFS advice. And then Evan and I will be back at 8 a.m. Pacific on Sunday for all your start and sit questions. If you are in the Discord, we will be locking the Discord and directing you to the Twitch channel um, at that time. So if you have start and sit questions, maybe go ahead and sign up for a Twitch account. So for Mike and Evan, this is Jeff stalling because he's trying to figure out what team Kahali Waring is on. He is a 
Buffalo Bill. Uh-huh. Take take care and you have a good one. Bye. Bye bye.